Hello, and welcome once again to Conan's Masterpiece Theater. This is the final installment of Spyrokin's movie theme month of swords, sorcery, and muscles. Of course, all these muscular men in these films are girls compared to me. They are not as shiny, not as round, and they don't dance to the music when you flex your pecs. Join me, and I will complete your training. For who now is your father if it is not me? No, this is not true. Search your feelings, you know it to be true. No, this is impossible. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order. Oh, this is heavy, man. Uh, uh, you guys enjoy the episode, and now I must take my father and throw him into the abyss. In an age long ago, in a time long ago, in a galaxy far, far... Oh, wait. In a time before Atlantic sank like a stone and before Bob Saget was on America's Funniest Home Videos, there was a podcast of legends that contains profane language, arcane situations, underage jailbait princesses, useless sidekicks, the man-woman Grace Jones, power-bombing mirror monsters, uncredited cameos, and... You cannot forget me! Conan, with all my powerful muscles and my large, manly, leather-bound bulge. Ah, what is that underage princess? Listener discretion is advised. Episode 32. She'd better come back a virgin. Whoops. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin Movie Review. This is your host, Zan. This is your host, Deke. I'm Cal. Yes. Surprisingly, as I promised, there's more than one person here today. Unfortunately, the rest of them couldn't make it. Baz is currently going crazy because Undertaker has returned to the WWE. Bell Chan <laughs> is visiting her brother somewhere. <laughs> And then... What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, that was hilarious. I know. 
I know, but it's true. He has gone crazy because Undertaker has returned. Because he's, I think The Rock has returned too, hasn't he? The Rock has returned, finally, and he's finally come back to the WWE to host WrestleMania. Now, probably promote a movie. Yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> yes. Can you smell the Tooth Fairy Two? <laughs> he should have been Conan in the reboot. That would have been cool. He lost a lot of muscle mass, though. So. Yeah, he's a lot more. No. Well, he he did when he came back to wrestling before, but now he's a little bit bulkier. I saw him. Oh, he is yeah, huge. He, he bulked up again. Really? Okay. Yeah, okay. he got skinny before, but now. Well, we anyway. will see. We will see. If you guys want us to review WrestleMania twenty seven, is it or is it twenty eight? I'll be watching it. Uh, it. We'll all be Mings watching. House, so you'll have it. So if you guys. Yeah, I got invited to three parties for it. But either way, if you want us to, you can email us at spirekinmovie at gmail.com. You can email me at zan at spirekin.com. Deke.spirekin at gmail.com. Cal.spirekin at gmail.com. And you can listen to our old podcast at www.spirekin.com. And you can check out any of our old episodes there or on iTunes or the Zune Marketplace. They're pretty funny, we promise. Yes, and especially you have to listen to some of the early episodes because this is the Final installment of the month of... Sword, sorcery, and fucking muscles. Conan, go back in that with Chango. Nah, Chango <laughs> fucking smells like shit. Oh my god, okay, I'm going. I thought I champion. Yeah, shut up, Chango. Put the sock back in your mouth. <laughs> okay. That was strange. That was a nice tangent. Yeah, I think we should leave them alone. <laughs> But also you can check us out on Twitter under Spirekin, and if you have Facebook, Spirekin Movie Review Group. Join us. You'll find out when we release new episodes, and just ignore certain things. Like that episodes are missing. It's not my fault. I promise. It's hard to run all these things and manage them and keep track and, you know, whatever. Sometimes we promise shit. I promise a lot of stuff, and it never really happens, not does it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like things like Fallout or Bulletstorm or even Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Did you get Bulletstorm? I got the demo. Oh. I saw the trailer, too. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. I heard it's short, but it's good. Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is good. I, yeah. You bought it? I didn't buy it, but I played it. I was going to buy it for the Xbox and just have us come over and just jam on that for two hours. I asked my brother about it. I was like, so you go, dude, you can play Wesker in Part 3. And he's like, yeah, well, you can play Jill Valentine in Part 2. And I was like... Eh. You can play Jill Valentine Part 3, too. She's downloadable content. Oh, really? Yeah, we gotta pay for it. And you got Chris Redfield in there, too. Really? Chris Redfield's pretty good. I'm not that great with Wesker, but Chris Redfield's good. And Dante from Devil May Cry's pretty bad. Dude, that's awesome. That's the first time he's been in the game? Yep. I still go with my three mainstays, because they've been in all three games, and they're my best team. Who? Spider-Man, who else? Spider-Man, Morgan, and Ryu. Right. Ken's not in the game. Really? That pissed what? me off. How's Ken not in the fucking he's not, game? He's not in it. It's because not everyone would like, play It's the Ken. same fucking move as Ryu. No, I know. The no, they've changed it up because he now uses the dragon punch more. Even though uh, technically it should be that Ryu should be using the dragon punch because that's what he used to kill Sagat, but that's game mythology, not what we're here for. How's the transition like the, the full 3D? It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's definitely it like, like on the on the gameplay video I saw it looked okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's and they did change the moves up a little bit. Now instead of like a light punch, hard punch, light kick, hard kick, you have a light, medium, and hard attack, oh, and then okay. you have a launcher button. So instead of like each character, you always hit the same button to do to launch an air combo. Okay. And then it's they don't separate out kicks and punches. It's just attack. 
light, medium, hard, which that, takes some getting used to. But I was gonna say, is that like because uh, those games are pretty fucking heavily reliant on all the like the different combinations yeah. that you got. It works. That's cool. It works. It, works, it, e- it makes and it it's easier. Fun. It's fun. I, yeah, I guess you don't have to fucking... Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, left bumper one is fucking hard kick, and, yep. you know, right bumper three is fucking soft punch, or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I just heard the, the final boss is really, really fucking hard. Oh, he's so cheesy. It's cheesy to the point that it really pisses you off. Doesn't he kill you one hit? He's got so many one hits that will either knock whoever you're using out, or... Take away like three quarters of your life bar. Wait, it's is fucking it, ridiculous. Is it a spoiler if we say who uh, who the final boss is? No. Do you want to know? Yeah, it's definitely. Galactus. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's the fuck can you be Galactus? He's, dude? He, he devours all, galaxies for Christ. He sake. takes up like half the entire screen, half the horizontal real estate and vertical real estate, and he has this one move where he kind of just flicks his finger, and if he hits you. Whoever you're using gets knocked back, and your next person comes out. Get the fuck out yeah. of here! That's sick, man. It's ridiculous. It's so cheap. <laughs> yeah, but you're also <laughs> at a disadvantage because you had to fight two guys before that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's true. Before you, you before he so comes your out, fucking health is yep. shitty before you fight him. Yep. Nice. It's ridiculously cheap. That's sick. Abyss was like that though because you fought him the first time. He yeah, was easy. He then had, the second yeah. time, it's like apocalypse. Right? He had. He was Abyss first, and then he becomes Apocalypse. Comes no, out. no, Apocalypse was from X Men: Children of the Atom, and it was uh, Thanos was the villain in MVC one, and then it was Abyss in MVC two. Oh. And he's a cheap bastard. Because first time, one, two, three, he's dead. Second match, done. It's like okay, you're playing on three. He's on nine suddenly, and you're like, <laughs> so fucking cheap. Yeah, it sucks. I, I'm so far out of the loop. Like I, I remember the first. Capcom. That's about it. I never played the second one though. The second one is the is a superior game with a It's been out for a long time though, right? Like Marvel vs. Capcom years? two was eleven years ago. <sighs> yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's crazy. Such a long time. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> we should just continue talking about video games, but this isn't a video game podcast. No, we're here to talk about movies. Specifically movies about muscles. So uh yeah, so what was on the slate for today? Well, we roll the dodecahedron on movies, and at Dictate on this, I'd be reviewing a movie by Richard Fleischer. It's actually a sequel to a movie reviewed way back in Spark and Movie Review episode 8. It also was written by Robert E. Howard. Well, actually, it was based on a character by Robert E. Howard, and it was produced by Dino De Laurento. I got some money for a movie, and I want to just, I want to spend some money and, and, and see some swords and fucking blood and shit, make it happen. Also, you freaking probably like, I have an area in Mexico. You go film there. You can film in my backyard. It has a forest, and it has a desert, and it's a whole fucking country. It's okay. You can you can kill horses. There's no laws there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. And this movie came out in 1984. Yay. So all of us were at least two or more years old. <laughs> I was two. And also, this movie has a very, very good cast, including... Sven Olthorsen returning, and Bruce Fletcher as a heckler, and then Pat Roach. Don't know who that is. That's an awful name. Then Olivia Diabu. Why does it say Olivia Diabu as Olivia Diabu? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, what does that mean? (laughs) She she didn't play herself in this movie. The only difference is the D is capitalized. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why would have a lowercase D? (laughs) Diabu. 
because some incarnations it's like that. It's like my middle name's like that. In some areas of France, it's a reverse. If you've listened to Boom. one of the episodes where I revealed my name, it's you'll know it. But either way, so next is Ursa. I mean, Sarah Douglas. I went crazy when I saw her. Because I've never seen her in anything else. <laughs> yeah. She's in my favorite movie ever. So. She can only play, like, <laughs> tough bitch roles. And in this movie, she had, like... She had dreads in this yeah. movie? It was, like, or like, it was, like, actually cornrows, basically. Cornrows, yeah. Then you have the douchebag Tracy Walter, who... What has he done besides this fucking movie? Hopefully gay porn, because this guy is a fucking faggot. <laughs> he was in Repo Man? Oh, he played Bob! Who the fuck is Bob? Bob from Batman! Oh, yeah! He was Bob! Yes! Okay, you're right. So he has one redeeming factor. Yeah, well, he got Who shot in Bob? that movie. He's like, Bob Gunn. <laughs> he's a Joker's right-hand man. Really? And there's that a- is Bob. Holy <laughs> fucking shit. I never... Yeah. Okay, what else was he in? Silence, Silence of, of the, the Lambs. Lambs. Who was he in Silence of the Lambs? He was a uh, funeral home director. Oh, okay. Probably a bit part. He's also in Matilda is probably a bit part also. And he was in Repo Man. Can't believe okay. Now I kinda like him a little bit more. Now he's still a fucking dick sucker. <laughs> and of course the late Mako playing is a character from the first movie. Then Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. And why is he called Wilt the Stilt? Because he banged twenty thousand women. Supposedly. Allegedly. Why is he in charge of a white girl's virginity? I don't know, but that's besides the point. <laughs> And, of course, the man-woman herself, himself, whatever, Grace Jones. Now, some people find her very attractive. I'm not one of that picture. (laughs) In none of the pictures, I don't think. She was in Pineapple Express? Yeah. She also did soundtracks, and... She's done a lot of movies, actually. She's she's a Bond villain, actually. You can play her in N64 Goldeneye. She's just a freakish woman who just they said, "Oh, we need a freak woman who looks like a man, a tough bitch. We need the toughest, <laughs> blackest bitch we can find." Oh, Grace Jones, what's she doing today? Oh, she's beating up a whole fucking crowd of people. That's exactly what this movie calls for. Come on, Grace. She doesn't really sound like an African woman. I just, I just said that. Just <laughs> and as you've noticed, we've used the censor. Very liberally in this episode. <laughs> you can't censor that. That's gold, man. It was a little racist, but it's fucking gold. <laughs> I promise I'm not a monster. <laughs> and we're digging the hole deeper and deeper. Have we hit China yet? <laughs> I know, Dr. Jones. I don't think. Oh, get the fuck out of my hole! Oh, uh, fuck on me! Don't remind me of that little me. bastard. I hate that guy. I hate him. I can't stand him. It's because of him that everybody's going to crucify me for saying this. But I like Crystal Skull better than Temple of Doom. (laughs) Because he's fucking short round. I hate that little bastard. Oh, boy. That's some harsh shit. I love him because of the Goonies. So now, besides the fact we've almost... Well, we haven't even started insulting everybody. And this way we're going to insult a couple other people. But, (laughs) so finally, the last person, the former governator himself... Arnold as a particular character, Conan the Destroyer. Well, actually, it should have been Conan the Thief because he wasn't really the destroyer. He, in this he didn't one. really destroy a whole lot. Yeah. He, he could have destroyed a lot more, that's for sure. Yes, this movie is, like I said, the sequel to the original Conan. He should have destroyed Joanna's hymen. Because <laughs> <laughs> if he's not going to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Oh man, don't get me started on that girl. Like, I could go on a whole fucking 
a podcast <laughs> dedicated to how bad I want to rape the <laughs> shit out of that girl. She was 14. You'd go to jail. Exactly. You'd go to jail anyway. Dude, if I'm going to rape the girl, I might as well rape an underage girl, right? I'll get more prison credit that way. <laughs> or you'll have some father who's there as a mass murderer be like, You like to rape little girls? That's hardcore, Deke. That's hard fucking core. Cold-blooded. <laughs> okay, so let's see now. Well, no, we'll do that at the end. We'll do the count of what we who we've insulted. So, if you remember, Conan is the great Sumerian barbarian who kills James Earl Jones after decapitating him and raising. <laughs> he his... kills him after the capitation. I think he survived the decapitation. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it happened somehow, <laughs> some way. So it's been years, and he now traded up, or no, he didn't trade up. Huh. He fucking Suatai. Suatai's gone and replaced by a shittier version of the scrawny fucking. I'm gonna call him Bob now. I forget <laughs> his name in the in the movie. What was it again? Something. Uh, Malik or some shit. Some shit. But he's, he's Bob. Bob. <laughs> fucking Bob. Bob the bitch. He's fucking swallowing jewels for some reason. He does kill four people, and he actually does prove useful two times. He backstabs, but otherwise he's usually just a bitch. But he, much. he's a piece of shit. Nah, he's a fucking dick, man. Like. The useless character who tries to get credit at the end of the movie in such a stupid way. Yeah, but that's... We're jumping ahead a little bit. He's Conan's he's bitch. To, yeah, he's supposed to be the the, the comic relief of the movie, but it, what ends up happening is that even fucking Conan is the comic relief. Yeah. Like, everybody trades up, so it becomes like a fucking clusterfuck of bad jokes and just fucking pointless bullshit. Yeah. Yep. So, you have those two, and they're chilling out. Conan's praying at a rock for some it's reason. Not a rock, it's a table. <laughs> Should have been making lunch. And like, Here, here's my shank, here's my mead. <laughs> Malik, where is the fucking mayonnaise? <laughs> it's right here, Conan. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. And then all of a sudden, who shows up? Just random band of goons <laughs> <laughs> that want blood. They want to kill Conan. They're like, hey, you can't pray at that rock. It's fucking Sunday. Conan's <laughs> like, but I, I do all my praying on Sunday to crime. And they're like, which, well, fuck you. Which completely negates the entire last movie where he said, you don't pray to crime. Yeah, crime's supposed to be like the biggest asshole. Why would you, why would you pay homage <laughs> to crime? Crom doesn't give a fuck about you. You're not supposed to give a fuck about crime until he asks you the riddle of steel. Then you either know it or you don't. That's it. So he kills a bunch of guys while Bob sits there eating jewels. <laughs> he eats jewels. It's like you're wondering, why is he eating jewels? Well, if they capture him, he says, I don't have any jewels. Then 12 hours later, he's going to need some Pepto-Bismol <laughs> and War and Peace. Oh, he's going to be crying like he was passing a kidney stone, man. He's just going to be like, oh my god, my asshole is burning. <laughs> Shit's out of diamond. Oh, god. Unless it could go out the other way, though. <coughs> Throw it up. Could do that. He's swallowing jewels. He well, how's he able to him. swallow those jewels anyway? They're <laughs> fucking pretty big. Dude, he's because he swallows Conan's jewels every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he fucking takes Conan's teabag. <laughs> Which would make sense. Why, why do you think Conan keeps a little bitch around? Because he doesn't say no. He can't say no. He only cries silently while Conan rapes his ass. <laughs> <laughs> he probably passed that jewel without even knowing it came out. <laughs> he has to check. He doesn't even realize. <laughs> he has a diaper. He's, he's like a fucking cut out, like a jewel pouch in his underwear. So he just fucking he drops out. It's not even wet. <laughs> oh my! 
Oh, this is gonna be a fun episode. So, from here we have Conan is now just the man. He kills and owns all of them, and then the last two people are sitting there doing nothing is Sarah Douglas and <clears throat> Wilt Chamberlain. And who are they? She's a rich queen who says, Conan, you wanna help me? He's like, fuck you, bitch! And then she's like, well, fine, I'm gonna hypnotize you. And he says, okay, what do you wanna do? And you're like, <clears throat> really? That's it, Conan? Yeah, she like promises him to resurrect Valeria. For some reason, Conan's still hung up on Valeria. He's yeah. rich, he can have any pussy he wants in the entire world because he's like world renowned at this point for destroying the cult of Set and doing all these crazy adventures. He could have anybody's ass that he wants. Unfortunately, all he's got is Bob and <laughs> fucking Valeria's memory haunting him. So, which is lame because in the books he had a different fucking woman in a corp, a uh, fort, corpse fort, whatever. He does anything. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck corpses. I fuck. I fuck black. I fuck white. I fuck fatties. I fuck anything that moves. <laughs> Except all this is I punch them in the face. <laughs> Yes, within two minutes there is a horse punched in the face. Actually, yeah, the next scene, fucking... Whoa, what the fuck is that? Get back in the closet! What? Chango kill! Ah! Oh, Chango, no, down! Jesus Christ, down. get in the closet! Get out. Oh my god. Yeah. He's bleeding all over the... Oh, there's fucking blood all over god me. damn it. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, fuck, oh, crap. Okay, 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 Dick, Dick, Dick. We gotta calm down. We gotta Sam, calm down. Sam, um, Sam, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, we gotta calm down. We gotta calm down. I'm on brain detail. What the fuck? We gotta clean this no, shit up. We gotta up. calm down. Calm down. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Oh. I hope Cal didn't have any diseases. Jesus. Let's calm down. All right. I got some of his blood in my mouth. We'll be fine. Okay, we got the clone in here. Well, this is weird. Usually you're the one in there. Uh, all right, all right. Let's just shove him in there. All right. There's not much to shove in. All right, here we go. Ew. Alright, sorry about that, folks. You probably noticed there was a pause there. It's because we had to put him in the Reclonator and just get all the goop together and get a mop and a Swiffer wow. and a shovel. <laughs> we had to say a few words at a at a shallow grave in honor of Cal, but he'll, I'm sure he'll be back. It'll take no time. Shut up, Chongo! Chongo, get back in there with Conan and play by the rules. Otherwise, we wake up the Gimp. Here she lives in Zan's basement. And he has a broken leg. That's why he's the gimp. And now, officially, we've insulted every single person possible. <laughs> Finally hit the handicapped. It's not like we call him cripples or anything. Whoops. Ah, Ellers Dan lets me get away with that. <laughs> but, either way. So, where were we? We had just discovered... Queen took Conan and offered Valeria's life. That's okay, so they're back at the castle. And she's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to... Take this little girl and make sure she makes it safely to get a key from blah 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 wizard. She's like, well, where, where are we going? She's like, oh, it's a secret. He's like, well, where are we going? She's like, uh, uh, castle. Where's the castle? Uh, it's in a lake. S- stop asking questions. I told you you're not supposed to know. You're not supposed to fucking know. I do not take no for an answer. It's like, no, I throw you on the ground and I you good. I will rip off your clothes and grab you by the cornrows and pound away. Oh, yeah. This is <laughs> this is a new low, Zan. This is a very new low. <laughs> really fucking... But either way, so Conan goes to do whatever Conan does, and she talks to Bambada, who is Will Chamberlain, and says, Okay, look, 
The minute she gets a key, you kill them. We need a thief. Just get the key and then you'll be fine. Yeah, bring her back safely. That's that's all your mission is. Keep yeah, just... her safe. Make sure she's a fucking virgin. Keep Conan's fucking Flanders hands off of her. And once she gets the key, just you take her and you take care of the, the horn by yourself. Which, actually, since that didn't work out, that was actually better. Imagine if he had gotten rid of them when he got the key. Them and the fucking guy would be dead in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, they would have got to the, that giant door and that would have been the end of the movie right there. So, regardless. So, they go on their adventure. They're in the desert. This movie is really slapstick. Like, just fucking balls out. Like, ha ha ha, look at this joke. One of the cool things Conan did was during the whole net sequence where they're getting captured by the son of Jarell queen bitch, punched a horse in the face and the rider flew off. That was awesome. As they're riding into town, the fucking Bob is like, He's like, hey, does that look familiar, Conan? Oh, let me also explicitly say that they call him Conan rather than Conan for some for whatever fucking reason. It's bullshit. So then he's like, hey, does that camel look familiar, Conan? And then he's like, ah, yes, it does. And it's just a generic camel, obviously. I can't tell a camel apart. There's no real distinguishing features. They all look the fucking same. I mean, I can tell a real camel from Joe Cool, and that's about it. But anyway, so he's like, ah... I'm sorry I punched you in the face in the last movie. La, I was fucking fucked up. I'm Black Lotus. And then so the camel spits on him. Conan flips his fucking wig, gets real pissed, and then just like does like does a brain pound to the fucking camel and he goes down. Down goes camel. Down goes camel. And note that Malik wasn't in the first movie, so how the fuck did he know that that was to, that happened? It was plot hole number one, bro. Was he just watching him like, ooh, Conan? Stupid. So that that's okay. So anyway, flash forward the whole queen bullshit. The girl wakes up nightmare. La la la. la. No, They're so on they, the quest. So they go on their fetch quest. And yes. this movie is a fetch quest. It's it's a dungeon crawling fetch quest. You have two or three dungeons, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Say three. Three real dungeons, and then like. Castles filled with bad guys, and you know, like, and, et and two side and two side quests. Yeah, and then plus a whole lot of in between traveling, yep. yep, which is long and it takes a lot of the space of the movie. And they could have done so much more with them just watching the traveling, them walking three feet. Yeah. So, well, here's here's the real thing. Uh, leg of the journey. They're in the desert. That's where like the castle is. That's where the queen, whatever faces uh, shit is in. Yeah, we're just too lazy to get her name. I mean, it yeah. could be something inventive and different. Like, I don't know, Queen Gedrin. Actually, no, get queen, it. Queen Gedrin is from Red Sonia. Okay. This is Queen, queen Tamaris. Queen Taramis of some country we've never heard of. We'll call Kalamazoo. <laughs> <laughs> so if they're in the desert. It kind of looks like. It's cool because all the people are like, Hey, Conan! He's all famous and shit. He's like a rock star. That's cool. Because, obviously, word travels, you know? But the next scene, they're in a fucking, like, pine forest. Like, in the Swiss Alps somewhere. It's like, you can't tell me that... It's like the first scene, they're in fucking Tatooine, and the next scene, they're in a, on Endor, you know? It doesn't make fucking sense. It's no, stupid. it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, they could say, oh, it's the fact that... The, all the, the continents are one and you're traveling from one area to the other and they've been traveling for months. Yeah, but how, come on, seriously. I mean, fucking, how long are they going to travel again? And they're traveling with bare minimum. They got no supplies, basically. Oh, I don't see, like, a donkey with which, a cart For some shit. reason, his horse has fucking foxtails in its face. It's been driving me crazy since I first saw this movie. What the fuck are they for? If you know, please 
Email us by arcademovie at gmail.com and tell us what the fuck the deal is with the foxtails. Why they're on the horse. What, is he trading them? Is he eating them? Is he using them as a suppository? What the fuck? You know what? He might actually be keeping them for, like, toilet paper. You know, he's like, ah, I got sick of fucking using pine cones in the fucking forest. So I killed some foxes and now I wipe my ass with their tails. Why is that in the freaking face of the fucking horse? Uh, it, it doesn't make too much sense. Uh, I mean, they're, they're decorated around the whole thing. I don't think it's too bad. It actually kind of looks kind of cool. Uh, it, I don't see the purpose of it, though. And in fact, in a practical sense... It, that shit will get caught in trees, you know, it's like an extra thing for an enemy to grab on. Yeah, no, that's my point. It's, it's not practical, and I look at it from a practical point of view, so... I mean, Conan, and by the way, he does have a lot of fucking gear on this horse. That's like an extra five pounds of weight. He's got, like, battle axes, he's got a tent, he's got, like, fucking spears and fucking giant rocks for some reason. Yeah, compared to Enemy Conan skulls. from the first movie, he's learned his lesson and he's now armored up. He's definitely, yeah, he definitely has, like, a, a small armory with him at all times. He, he doesn't just use his uh, ancient sword of kings. Yeah, but this is a war horse he's got, so... So that's pretty cool. Okay, that's plus. From this point, he's so in the forest, just, blah, 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 blah. He goes blah. to get the bitch princess, well, not bitch... Uh, Princess yeah, Je- awesome. Jenna is like, we have to go this way, Conan. He's like, no, we'll do that later. It's like, no, you have to listen to me because I'm a prince. He's like, well, there's magic involved. Conan no like magic. Conan no like fire. Conan barbarian. <laughs> so Conan get magic man. He basically did like uh, in Terminator 3 when he's like, talk to the hand. He basically did the talk to the hand to the Princess Jenna. He goes down a different path and all of a sudden, what do we see? Oh, it's a Boy Scout campfire. Oh, wait, no, it's a bunch of Aborigines about to eat a man. Not just any man. A Kiro. A Kiro. Yes, he's he's back. And apparently, if you eat a wizard, you have his magic coursing through your blood. But that's always been the case. Everyone saw it. You kill your enemies and eat them. Their power will be in your soul. That's <laughs> that's, that's a myth that's been around for years. So. Yeah. And then it's like, it just so happens that at this very moment, they run into a Kiro and, like, well, he said that's where he's going, so it's not really. But just the distance was stupid, though. Was yeah, like, but how? Like, the, I don't know. Yeah, it just—it was like within two seconds of that cut. You know? What yeah, I mean? there is no pacing in this movie. No, it, was, it wasn't like, oh, we have to go here first. She's like, oh, let's go down this path. He's like, no, let's make a left instead. Oh, here's my buddy Akiro. Oh, they're gonna eat him. Oh, let me fucking kill everything in my path. So he does. Wasn't he living? Him. Wasn't he living on the burial ground of? That's what I'm saying. He was the steward of that. That like. You, okay, here's the real thing. If anything, they had Mako in the movie, right? Why didn't they have Mako traveling with Conan rather than this fucking Bob? You know what I mean? Like, it would actually make more sense because Mako in the first movie said that, hey, I'm this is my master. This is where I first met my master. You'd think he would be following him the whole time. He's already in the fucking second movie. Just write him with Conan from the beginning. That's how it should have been. Nope. And then later they could... I mean, they could have still been traveling with Bob, too. Whatever. They didn't for some reason. Problem, plot hole number two in the film. So, anyway, so Mako's now in the party. Joins so, them. they go along and they end up in a town where apparently a bunch of raiders showed up and they're torturing one of the raiders and the raider is Grace Jones with a stick. Yeah, she still has a stick. She's roped to a rock. 
how they got that fucking rope on her and didn't kill her for some reason is beyond me. You think that, hey, since, you know, we had her, fun we, with her, we got close to her enough to tie a fucking rope to her ankle and then tie that to a rock, yeah, let's just give her a stick and pester her. So that's fun for them? Really? That's fun? Just as if we're going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? I thought fun would be something else. <laughs> they could have, like, tied her down completely and then had, like, some crazy fucking rape gangbang on her. Well, how many times am I going to bring up rape in this podcast? I got something on my mind. I, Remember, I, uh... take a shot every time you hear him say it. <laughs> so, anyway, so Grace Jones is getting fucking prodded and poked. And they save her, and... Yeah, the princess is like, Oh, Conan, please save her. Conan's like, ah. So he saves her, and hey. she feels indebted to them, and she... Ends up beating the shit out of Bombasta, and we have a very interesting crotch shot. Like a ridiculous, like, holy shit, that is her vagina lips crotch shot. And we paused it, and yes, we did beat off to it. <laughs> well, we didn't really beat off. We, we, we took pictures in our mind to beat off to later. That is neither here nor there. Uh, uh, never mind that, folks. Uh, never mind what I just said. So, so anyway. Yes, yeah, so... She is now indebted to him, and she has the stupidest armor ever. Her armor is half a helmet. And not half a helmet, like a yarmulke half. <laughs> I'm talking half like, okay, we're going to take... Let's cut the helmet in half, and then let's take the front part of it, and we'll cut that in half, and then we'll just put that little section, which is maybe going to cover my forehead, my enormously large forehead, <laughs> yeah. as Grace Jones' forehead is like a size of a fucking billboard. Okay, granted. Okay, maybe that's their whole thing. It's like, wow, Grace Jones, you got a huge fucking head, bitch. Uh, let's put some armor on that skull. So it's like they apparently they only had enough in the budget to make the make the fucking sh- uh, the forehead shielded for some reason. But at the end of the movie, you know, she has that other, which looked better, uh, except for the hair. Except, shit. Yeah, that would have been awful to have throughout the movie. Thank God it, it was just ceremonial. But she did she did headbutt fucking Wilt the Stilt in the head a couple of times. That looked like they were having fucking sex. <laughs> yeah, she was getting a little rough with him and pretty dirty and nasty. I mean, it was kind of cool, but, yeah, so she has, like, you know, it's funny, I was thinking, um, it was like, she, <laughs> she basically had the uh, Chewbacca's Wookiee life debt, you know, to Conan at this point, mm-hmm. and, you know, she's basically as strong and Wookiee-like as you can get, so <laughs> it kind of works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does, and now some people now know how much of a geek we are, we know about that. <laughs> Yeah, we're huge Star Wars nerds, by the way. At least I am. I used to... No. Well, I'm not Star Wars is an issue. I used to be. I had books and whatnot, but then some stuff happened, and the prequels came out, and I've slowly... Love has died slowly. I still love the originals. I still love some of the others, but a lot of it has died. Well, yeah, true for me. With the new trilogy, I I pretend like it never happened. Well, we're going to bring that up in the Star Wars episode. We'll rant and rave and throw darts at George Lucas' picture. I will rape your effigy, George Lucas. How many people are going to have a burned effigy outside his mausoleum? <laughs> he knows I have a fucking mausoleum. It's, it's just like a scarecrow, but it's got the gray beard and the, the wig on it and everything. And they just burn it, and they're like holding it up on a fucking stake. Just like, <laughs> yeah. die, Lucas, die! So let's see now, we've gone on tangents about... Well, anyway. <laughs> what haven't we gone on tangents about? It's very true. So from here on, now they get to the... They go, now they have their full party. They have the thief, which is useless. They have the barbarian, who's their fighter. Yep. They have whatever. Cap, the, ca- oh, go ahead. No, you can go Captain the Captain the Guard. Uh, Mumbatu, who's actually pretty badass. He's probably equally as strong as Conan. 
in terms of movie uh, lore. He has a better weapon. He has an awesome mace with a hook on it, uh, and it's and like a scimitar. He's good on horse, and you know he's an all-around general, good fighter. Yeah, he's a reverse paladin, I would say. Yeah, he'd be like a like a retribution paladin, like just a warrior. He doesn't have any spells or anything, obviously. He can't heal, obviously. Actually, Conan would be, since he's a barbarian, Conan would be like the tank. Like, just the beef fucking cinnamon, destroy everything. Yeah. And then Umbatu, he would be like a fighter, I would say. Like yeah. The, like a D&D class, like a fighter. Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't really have too many abilities, just good all And then Mako would be a... That's the question. Is he a bard? Is he a magician? Well, actually, he has magic powers in this one. He starts a fire. Yeah, they actually expanded his magic repertoire in this movie, which is good. I mean, that's one of the pluses in this movie is that he has more powers. They didn't really expand in the first one what kind of powers he He's had besides communicating with the dead, of And course. robbing graves. <laughs> <laughs> and stabbing, like, random, random people. Very true. Very true. And also we have whatever Grace Jones's character was. That was another fighter. She really I thought maybe an acrobat well, kinda. Amazon class, probably. True, true. Which is a prestige. Oh oh god, we're kicks. <laughs> so we'll keep going and then of course Malik who is just you know, which is not even a level let's say Conan's a level ten, because he probably would be, if yeah. not a little bit, with like, you know, beef stats. Malik, aka Bob would be probably like level two or three. No, I'd give him a level one with negative stats. I'm only saying a level two or three because he's the kind of guy that would run in, get a quick stab before Conan finishes it off, and he still gets experience points from the kill. That's the only reason he... Oh, he's the prick who just does one thing and then hides in the corner. Yeah, and he doesn't... But he, it's not like he has tricks or anything. Like, if he had, like, like flash powder or something, you know, like a smoke bomb or, or something cool like that... He would have been a lot awesomer. Or if he had a, a bow and arrow. Definitely a, a cross bow and arrow. A crossbow, yes. Subutai, dude. Subutai was a fuck... He had a range... He was a ranger, dude. Subutai, he was a fucking ranger. He had a nice fucking bow. Awesome fighter. He was a thief. He could fuck... He had agility out the ass. He could... He scaled that fucking whole building oh, with yeah. knives. Yeah. The tower, you know? And then last we have the princess who is just generic princess. Maybe... The max you could say she was a priestess, maybe? Yeah, she would be a low-level priestess. Probably a level one priestess. They have to protect. And But she did have... She she was, like, part of a prophecy. She was a chosen one, so they had to protect her. She had to be there. So her role is, is okay. That's fine. She's, she's more of a plot coupon, more than anything else. Okay, exactly. Yeah. And she's hot as balls, too. Yes, right? she is. I mean, I know she was, like, 14, 15 when they made this. She looks a lot older, and dude... She is fucking smoking hot. We should have had a tit shot in the movie, but we didn't. Uh, it would have been illegal. This would have been... You, they couldn't have released it, unfortunately. I just wish there was. <laughs> okay. There was a little bit of a side boob, but yeah, that's later true. on. So they get to the castle of the wizard. Raph, to see the, the wizard! The wonderful wizard, wizard of mirrors! <laughs> yes, off to see the horrible monkey man wizard. You're probably like, what does he mean he's a monkey man? Well... He's a, a wizard who has one eye, gold fingers like uh, Lopan, <laughs> and he proceeds to kidnap the princess, because she's obviously a princess, so princesses are supposed to be kidnapped by evil sorcerers. Yeah. He kidnaps her, lays her down on the bed, and he's like, yes, if it wasn't for this prophecy, you would be ravaged completely, but instead I'll use my x-ray vision eye to look at you, and then I'm going to hide in a mirror. <laughs> Unfortunately... Only a virgin can touch the heart of the beast. 
but fortunately, I have a bunch of two-way mirrors that I can jerk off behind while you're in the shower. <laughs> and we must also say that to, in order to kidnap her, he like was doing a swan dive off the side of his crystalline tower and then transformed into a smoke pterodactyl. Kind of cool. Yes, that's right. A fucking smoke pterodactyl. And then blah, 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 he flies to the camp and whisks her away where he threatens rape upon her as soon as she touches the heart. First you will touch my heart, and then later you will touch my cock. Ha, ha, ha. So they, they get on the boat, and they cross the fucking Get to boat. the boat! <laughs> get to the boat! Everybody in the boat! So they, they paddle away, and some more bullshit. Wizard boy is like, oh, there's a way under the water. They swim under the water into a cave, and they scale the giant crystalline tower up to the only room in the fucking place, which is the mirror room. And all it is is a bunch of curtains everywhere. Oh, wait. What do you mean, curtains? No, that's what I said. Fucking curtains. Conan walks in, fucking mirror goes up, cuts him off from the rest of the group, so then the curtains pull up and there's a shitload of mirrors everywhere. And these mirrors are all connected to each other and what happens in each mirror there is a hooded figure and you're thinking oh shit yeah that's a lot of hooded figures right there because it's got to fight a whole room full of goons nah they proceed to merge into one being and you're thinking okay it went from 12 to 1 so Conan could kill one guy pulls off his mask he looks like a luchador mixed with an ape mixed with a man thing. He kind of looks like the the post apocalyptic freaks from uh, my science project a little bit. No, unfortunately, the Russians would kick his ass. I think the Russian mutant would kick his ass. <laughs> oh, we miss you, Russian mutant. Why can't you come back? Ah. So from here, there's a huge fight sequence which involves wrestling moves and the giant swing. Yeah, the, Conan gets grabbed by the ankles and the guy spins him around like a rag doll. And there's, like, a couple of shots of kind of face, like, just, like, bewildered that he's getting tossed around like a little bitch. But he does, and one thing leads to the other, and Conan goes to hack him, and he can't. The guy is actually, like, translucent, like, like he's a fucking, he's physically there, but he can't be attacked. His sword just vanishes right through him. He's in corporal. It's kind of cool. It's a nice defense, so he can attack him physically, but the sword or anything, he can't do anything, and he can't really injure him. And then Conan is thinking, what the fuck did I do? Because Conan's really not that... They show in this movie that he is not smart. No, he's, he actually he's afraid of magic, too. Like, he can't... He, he loses his shit when he has to... If he even thinks that a wizard's gonna be there, he's like, Ah, there's a fucking wizard! Oh my god, what do I do? Fucking magic, it makes me fighting like a little sissy girl! Also, I just remember that. It's like, there's six people there! One, two... I think you're right! One... Two, three, well, three's as high as I can count, and there's more than that there, so I think you are right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously you can't count, and before we forget, we didn't say about Spore, Conan, Arnold Schwarzenegger's English is much better in this movie, a lot better. It's much better and it works, but that doesn't have anything to do with the scene, just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, it was just a random thought about how Conan is... A leading, more of a leading man in this movie rather than a fucking immigrant that they just pointed a camera at and said, All right, now stab him. No, don't really stab him. No, Conan, cut! <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what will Conan do? He can't fight this monster. 
He doesn't know, so he goes... What does he do? He fucking raises his sword (laughs) for a fifth fucking time. It's like, oh, the first four times he tried to slice his beast didn't work. Hey, let's just do an overhead chop. So he does the overhead, he, like, winds back, and then because he's so far back against the wall, his sword ends up smashing through a mirror. And that is when the, the weakness of the monster is revealed, that because it's, it came out of a mirror, it is a mirror. So you destroy the mirror, you destroy the beast, and he gets, like, a giant gash across his chest. So then Conan... I've always wanted to fucking break all these windows! And he just smashes all the mirrors, like, one by one. Even at one point, he grabs him to stop him, and he just kicks the mirror out. He's like, ah! (laughs) Yeah, he's not even interested in in grappling with the the monster anymore. He's just going after the mirrors. The monster is, like, in pain, and then for... I guess for the big reveal shot, uh, the monster lays down and drapes his cape over himself, so you can't see him anymore. And then Conan keeps smashing mirrors until there's two left. And then, poetically, a, a master stroke of the pen in terms of uh, writing, Conan's like, Now there are only two mirrors left. You are behind one of them, wizard. Which one is it? And then, like, he looks at the one mirror and, like, everybody's behind it on the other side. They're like, No, don't! And then he goes to, he raises his hand, and then he does a quick spin and fucking launches his sword like a javelin through the other mirror. When, meanwhile, he could have just walked up to it and kicked it in or, or something, you know? Like, he didn't, like, he could have fucking did that. No, he has to launch it like a javelin. He, he chose, you have chosen wisely. And then the sword impales the one-eyed wizard, and he stumbles out all... <laughs> well, he just pulls it out, and he's just like, okay, you won, bye-bye, and disappears. Princess wakes up. Well, he grabbed he grabbed the jewel. Like he he didn't even Conan didn't even kill him. I guess he can't say Conan killed him. The wizard committed seppuku and grabbed the fucking jewel that only the chosen princess is allowed to touch, and he vanishes in light. Like princess wakes up, they rescue her. She touches the jewel, and immediately, like any super evil wizard, castles connected to him. So, bye bye. It starts breaking apart. Get to the boat. Get back to the boat! Let's get the fuck out of here! So they run out of the boat and they leave for all eternity to go away. To go to the next dungeon. Yeah, so dungeon's been done and meanwhile, as they're going away, the Queen's minions have shown up to take Bombata and Princess Jenna to the next stage. And who is leading them? Sven Oli Thorson. Hey, Conan, remember me? <laughs> He's back. He is back. It's uh, I think it's well he has a name in the movie but you don't see his face like they go out of their way to cover up his face and he, it looked like underneath the like the poor face piece that they had it looks like he had a, a beard and a mustache but he also had a snake helmet so that was the one giveaway but the blue eyes you could tell uh, you could tell his eyes from a mile away yep but he didn't have his hammer I guess no nah, he yeah he didn't have his hammer he had like a sword so. he probably realized last time I used a hammer. I got impaled. I like spiky things. <laughs> <laughs> so, they get into a long, drawn-out battle. And it really is... A, it's actually like five or six minutes long. That's, it's a lot of fucking... A lot of screen time in, like, what they're trying to... The story they're trying to tell. It's yeah. just a, like... Okay, we did one whole huge wizard sequence. There's one whole huge fight with a mirror monster. Oh, which I forgot to add. As soon as they took away the cape that the mirror monster collapsed underneath, it was nothing but broken glass. So anyway. Nicely, politely touch. But yes, but anyway, fucking 
extra points to this fight. It was used very well. It's, a lo it's the longest fight in the movie, and I think it's the best fight. Because also you see that Bombada is actually... He's like looking for a way. How can I get this to work to my advantage to kill them? Because I'm supposed to kill them and then take my men and the princess to the next dungeon. And, but Conan comes out on top and he immediately goes to attack Conan. And Prince is like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, oh, I thought he was going to uh, hurt you. Puts down the knife and kind of... Come on, princess. It's okay. Believe me. I'm the captain of the guard. <laughs> I'm loyal to you, not your aunt. Ha ha ha. Yes. So yeah, but that was like the first. That was like the first foray into like, wow, something's really wrong here. Mbata is about to fucking kill Conan, and Conan's like, "Yo, what the fuck, G? You want to step up to this shit? Fuck you." Next scene is the funniest scene in the movie because Arnold Conan is completely shitfaced, drunk. <laughs> it is definitely the best scene. And it's uh, just them in a camp just having fun and bantering. Unfortunately, we're not going to recite the whole thing because you have to see it. It's yeah. just a scene you have to see. We can't describe it because it would be just like a, um, uh, and then... No, but Conan's know. face is priceless, though. I tell you what, like, I'm actually convinced, like, to this day, that, that f the cask that Arnold had was actually filled with wine. And this was, like, the 40th take. And he'd just been drinking constantly every take. And now he's fucking shit-hammered. And he's just like bantering on, like, huh? You look really good, girl. Valeria, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, whatever. Give me another drink. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, next stage, they end up in another dungeon, and this dungeon is the second to last dungeon, and it's just to get the horn of the dreamer, who is the, of Digoth, the dreamer. Do we even talk about that plot at all? Not really. We should get into that. So, the whole reason is she had to get the key in order to get this horn. Now this horn is supposed to be brought back and put into this statue. The minute that's put into the statue, Digoth the Dreamer will be resurrected and Queen Terramis and her minions will rule the universe while everyone dies. Yes. The basic plot, right? Yeah. Yeah, why else would they want to resurrect a god? It's like, come on guys, you really you really thought that they wanted to resurrect their fucking demon god because uh why? Well, he uh, said for he's our guys. He's like he's a good god. He's going to bring Life and uh, wonderfulness. Yeah, the dreamer. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, it's, this is where you find out the truth that when he resurrects, the world will end. Yeah, Akira is like reading these hieroglyphs. He's like, okay, first you get the horn, then you put the horn in. And then the god comes and he's very pissed off. And then the girl must be killed. And then he's gonna kill the fucking world. Holy shit, Conan, look at this shit, man. Look at what the fucking hieroglyphs. I cannot read. What does it say? It says bad shit's gonna happen if you put the fucking horn in. I do not care. I will get Valeria. It doesn't matter. Well, he's still hypnotized, I think. I think she ingrained in his head that that's the prerogative. Yeah, he's so like... All he's, logic's gone. He's like... Well, also, too, is he's, he's blind to it. He's like, what will be will be. It's prophecy. I can't fuck with it. All I want is my dead girlfriend as his queen. That's Because that's what he really wanted. He was looking forward to finally being able to take his own kingdom with Valeria by his side. So, and he's like, to hell with it. If it's going to happen, we'll, we're going to see what, what's up. we got to get to the to the end of the story in order to find out. Yep, they get the horn after a very interesting scene. His labyrinth is kind of cool. But as they walk out, a bunch of cultists are there saying, Hi, buddy! We're, we come in peace! We come in peace! It's like, so why is everybody armed in swords and have ominous leather <laughs> zipper masks on? What the fuck is going on here? Oh, sorry. This is Tuesday. We—it's a party. It's a party. We just 
The password is Fidelio. <laughs> so this guy is very nice, saying, look, just give us the princess, everything will be fine, and Honky Dory, and you can leave and everything. And he's trying to be very diplomatic about it. And halfway through his conversation, his lieutenant's like, kill them! And you're like... It's like, oh, dude, you weren't supposed to give that away. The girl's supposed to be by our side, and then you give the order. You fucking rush in again, bro. You're fucking demoted down to corporal But now. this Bob actually proves his worth and throws a knife and kills him. <laughs> yeah. He actually proves his worth and kills him just one throw. Yeah! <laughs> I like how the leader of the S&M cult was like, I am a wizard and I speak in my Sean Connery voice. And then their fucking sidekick is like, Screw that! Get the girl! Like the most generic American fucking loop voice you could ever hear, dude. Like, it was very bad. (laughs) It was bad. So after a very interesting fight, they end up having to fight the wizard versus Akiro in a wizard fight. Yeah. Which is just them sitting there looking constipated and grunting. Yeah. Basically, seriously. No, seriously. Really. The one wizard is going, uh, And the other wizard is going, And the other wizard goes, And the other wizard goes, And it goes on like that for ten fucking minutes. We're not kidding. <laughs> seriously, we could go on, but everything we said is just the case. <coughs> So he kills them all, they die. They leave and they get away. One, uh, Yeah, Akiro does something and the other wizard goes, ah, and he grabs his eyes and that's if it. If you saw his eyes bleeding, that would have been cool. Like, you see some sort of power. But either way, as wizards go, both of them will get their asses kicked by Egg Shan and David Lopin. <laughs> yeah. That was the only wizard fight in my eyes that was ever done justice. They both... in. You have to listen to the earlier podcast of Big Trouble in Little China, a supplement that means and did way back a long time ago. We go into depth about how Egg Shin and fucking Lopin. David Lopan were the sickest fucking wizards. The only other movie which I'll say had a good wizard <coughs> fight is Sorcerer's Apprentice, but we'll get to that during the Sorcerer's Apprentice podcast. I never saw Sorcerer's Apprentice. Not bad. Is that with Nick Cage? It's one of the few Nick Cage movies I like. Really? I like very few Nick Cage movies. Raising Arizona is one of them. And the other would be... Not The Rock. (laughs) The Rock. And so Swambasta betrays them, and he takes the princess and goes. And you said he should have killed the horses, but then she would have known that he betrayed them. Yeah, but she was, like, way ahead of him. He could have done whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Did we talk about how ridiculous the fucking... Him smashing the fucking ceiling of the cave and then causing an avalanche of stones... Um, a yeah, fo- a phone blocks which are too heavy for Conan. I cannot fucking move these foam stones out of the way. Hold on, I need five minutes. Yeah. So yes, that's bas- no seriously, that's what happened. Yeah, he tricks them. He collapses the cave they're in. After Arnold says, "Get to the cave, get to the horses," and then he runs off with the princess, saying, "Princess, go! They're coming to kill us!" And then. You have them realize, okay, we got fucked over. So what are we gonna do? And it's now Conan's eyes are clear. He realizes that Queen Tamara was never going to help him. The deal was that she was going to fuck him over. I guess the hypnotism is done. (laughs) Uh, Wait a minute. I burned Valeria in the fucking fire. How can her ashes rule by my side as my queen? Ah, fuck. I got fucking lied to. God damn it. I hate when that happens. (laughs) I will fucking smash her goddamn lying mouth. And from there, everyone's like, okay, we'll go with you. Except for Bob. Bob's like, Fuck this, you guys go, there's nothing for us, I'm going to be Weasley and 
run off. I have some sand in my vagina. And as they go off, Bob hears the angry cultist. He's like, oh, fuck, wait! Wait for me, I lied, you need me, you need me! No, bullshit, Bob. I hope you trip on the way to the castle and fall off a fucking cliff. But no, that doesn't happen. Unfortunately. They get to the castle as the ceremony is being done to resurrect the dreaming god, and actually Bob is the one who gets them in because his cousin's brother's sister? Yeah, which would actually technically be his fucking cousin still. Escaped that castle years ago via a cave system. Like the aqueduct system. Yeah, and it leads out in a a waterfall area. Just generic hidden passage. Yeah. But the nice thing is that when they get down there, you think, okay, maybe the cave will be the same. Maybe they'll just sneak in. Nope. They figured out that there were people breaking out of there. They put fucking bars there. <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole girly argument. Oh, well, my, my cousin's sister's brother never said anything about uh, you, bars. You said it was your cousin's brother's sister. No, it's not my brother's cousin's sister. It's my sister's cousin's brother. Brr. And then Grace Jones is like, Shut the fuck up, honkies. Why the fuck are you arguing like this shit? We need to get past the bars. And then Conan goes, ah, fuck this shit. And he just fucking bends the bars because his flesh is strong and steel. Because my fucking muscles are fucking gigantic and second to none. We also, in the next scene, see the queen slip some roofies into the princess's wine and says, here, drink it, drink up, drink up. Yeah, yeah, we're just going to uh, sacrifice you. Yeah, yeah. If she wants to, she should have just poisoned her, and then this whole issue would have been done. Well, she still needs to be a virgin, technically. to. But she didn't put the horn in the god, did she? It was the priest that did it. No, 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 she had to. She had to put the horn in the god, so I guess that's why they couldn't poison her. I mean, that would count as a sacrifice. You don't need to let her blood. You just kill her right there. Yeah, you kill her right in front of her. So that's what the whole... So they they put the horn in the thing, and everything grows dark, and then you see the statues start to become animated. Oh, wait. Or right... Actually, while that's happening, while the statue's coming to life, they make it into the castle, and who's waiting for the party? Bombata, waiting for them to just try and get in, and he sees Conan, Conan with his battle axe and his sword, and, and Bombata looks at him, he throws down his scimitar, he takes off his coat, he pulls off his track pants to show his, his Lakers uniform. <laughs> he takes off his Lakers jersey. And his, drops the basketball on the floor. <laughs> and then, they and fight. Then he's like, it's go time, bitch. And Quinn's like, fucking bring it, motherfucker. They have a basketball tournament. No, <laughs> yeah, they, they play horse. <laughs> but they have, it's like double, uh, it's like fucking one-on-one basketball. It's, it's, there's a, all of a sudden there's a half court there and they just that's all they need to do to make a, a spoof of this just be uh, <laughs> they never will uh no sorry so then they get into a fight and it's actually a pretty bloody fight it's actually by far probably one of the bloodiest PG fight sequences ever filmed and it's a visceral fight because both of them get stabbed at one point Conan his sword's dropped he grabs the knife off of Will Chamberlain as Will Chamberlain is choking him. He stabs him in the gut and just proceeds to stab him over and over again until he gets killed. Conan stabs Wilt Chamberlain's gut with his butter knife. Wilt Chamberlain channels fucking Mike Tyson and starts to bite Conan's ear off. And then Conan, like, I, I don't know, I think he does it, he bites his neck like, like the fucking vulture in the first one. 
Ah, fuck you, I'll bite your neck and gain your powers. Probably what, he gained the powers to bite the neck. <laughs> meanwhile, in the throne room, the Princess Jenna is woken up and realized, oh shit, nothing's going on. And she's, as she's realizing this... The fucking priest is above her with a sacrificial knife. And Grace Jones, using her Grace Jones powers, throws a, the stick she has, like a javelin, straight through the guy. He falls over, but he could have counted as the sacrifice, though. Actually, he definitely could have. But no, but he wasn't a virgin. But he is a monk, he's supposed he's to be a virgin. He's a priest, so he probably was a virgin, so that throws the whole argument out the window. Yeah, but, you know, he may have raped a couple of little choir boys, so you never know. It could have been, uh, could have... <laughs> Sorry, I had to work that in there one last time. Uh, take, another, take, another, take another shot, folks. Uh, <laughs> Yo, know, but I also thought of something. Like, Grace Jones, the whole javelin thing. Where else have we seen a very, very skinny black person throw a javelin like that? Hmm, I wonder... Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> what was his name? Laverne, but still, Laverne was nothing compared to Grace Dude, Jones. Dude, they got the same physique, dude. Like, no, skinny no, no. black person, skinny black person. They, no, they're fucking She skinny. is not a limp-wristed gay man. <laughs> she she okay. could beat She's the a, shit. Yeah, she could fucking... She could rape him in the ass. <laughs> and he would like it. He would fucking be grinning. You'd be smiling like LeVar Burton in Reading Rainbow. Like, hey. like <laughs> I like women now. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Okay. Where's the little white boy that I hang around with? Shut up, you're mine now. <laughs> yes, Miss Grace Jones. <laughs> oh, you're so fabulous. <laughs> oh, we didn't make fun of gay people yet in this episode. I guess that's where this is going. Yes, yes, we. Were, I thought we already did, but okay. <laughs> Round two. Pike! Oh boy, oh boy. I guess we're gonna have to also have some racial slurs in the beginning of the disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. But. So, anyway, so. Priest gets javelinized. Digoth is not happy. No, he he's starts... pissed off. He starts to get a little bit ugly looking. Yeah, like he, he goes from to... white marble to. Just big, scary, muscular man, and ironically, this is. Andre the Giant in a bunch of costume work. Yeah, you know what? You told me that it was Andre the Giant. I was like, dude, Zan, bullshit, man. It can't be Andre the Giant. And then you're like, no, seriously, I love this. And I read the fucking thing, and apparently, it's an uncredited Andre the Giant as Digoth in monster makeup. And when you think about it, it is. He looks like it. He has the punch. He's he has the... gigantic. He's huge. He's like Arnold is on his back fucking like... Because Arnold Schwarzenegger, he must have been like 280 pounds of pure fucking muscle. He's probably... What is he? Like 6'1 or something like that? 5'9". 5'9"? Really? Wow, that, that just totally blew me away. So anyway... Yes, yes. Regardless, he's... he's, he's but he's a butt muscular man. 280 pounds... Even if you have that on your back, that's going to be heavy, but Digoth, Andre, is just throwing him around. Yeah. And at one point, Digoth actually jumps, and you see the ground actually crack. And I don't think that, I do not think that was fake ground. I think that really was Andre just actually leaping. <laughs> just doing a seismic stomp of sorts and destroying the set. Yes. Dino De Lord, hey, that marble floor cost me fucking two million dollars. Who's this fucking giant French freak think he is? Get the fuck off my set. Delorenta, uh, he's Belgian. He's not French. I don't give a fuck. Belgian, fucking Yugoslavian, the fucking, fucking Italian. It doesn't uh, matter. He's right me. behind you. Uh, oh, wow, he's fucking big. Uh, 
You want to be Mr. Andre? <laughs> Interesting enough, I heard that he like he literally had to drink a case of beers before he got drunk. Like he was so big, like back in the early days of wrestling when they would go out like the WWF would go touring and shit. He could literally down a 30 pack before he got drunk. Like that's how fucking monstrous this dude no, was. No, he was. They said that there were times when he got so drunk that he would pass out at the bar. <laughs> and the bar would be like fuck what cuz the bar can't lift him and they'd have to just it's leave like, uh, him there. Hey Andre, uh you're under 3 customers. We you got to get up, pal. Come on, man. These people <laughs> are dying, bro. And you'd be like <laughs> what are you going to do? But what I've heard is he was besides the fact that he was a very big man, he was he like owned 600 a pounds, man. He owned a vineyard, but I heard he was one of the nicest guys possible. And you know he was a oh, he's a gentle giant man. He was a he was a loving spirit. He's better than the the other giants that have like a big show. Yeah. Big show, aka the giant. <laughs> I would have liked to if I ever could have seen a fight. I would have loved to have seen Big Show versus Andre. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. What a beautiful fight. But so the fight happens, and we don't want to spoil the fight. But as you can guess, since he is fucking Conan. Conan wins, saves the day, and then Bob shows up and goes, Nyeh! Stabs the... So, either way. So, Conan has become victorious after Jerkface stabbed Digoth in the face, just trying to prove how man was, and so now, Jenna is queen! And she's going to reward her party members, even though Bombasta is now dead in her living room. <laughs> he, he, he's going to be the new bearskin rug in the, in the throne room. I think. Yeah, so he, his dreads are were big enough for it. He looks like a wild animal. So they're walking, and she says, "I'll give you all things." Like first off, Crazy Grace Jones, you with your new haircut are going to be. Just, now she has long hair, which makes no sense because the entire week she had short hair. Now she has long hair. I'm like, what the fuck happened there? What should take uh, some hair growth formula? Yeah, it was like two. It was weird. It was like the two ponytails on either side. Like Which, pigtails. No, if it's a Japanese schoolgirl, it looks cute. On her, it looked fucking scary. No, it looked fucking ridiculous. And she's like, she became now the captain of the guard. Actually, you know what it looked like? I was trying to picture uh, what it looked like. But in the first one, do you remember the, uh, in the first Conan, the barbarian? Remember the samurai that was training him? Remember yes. he had the fucking crazy... He's like, Hoya! Hoya! Yeah. He had the same like headpiece on. Except- and now we fit Japanese people. Saki <laughs> bomb. <laughs> Actually, I was at the Gosho the other day and they kept going on about saki bombs. Sumima uh, san, Sumima san, forgive us, please. Don't don't come to us, please, Sumima san. So fucking Gona guy is gonna show up here in a giant Gona guy robot. Shaped like some some odd person, like shaped like freaking. It's gonna be a, a Dino De Laurenti fucking uh, robot. It's gonna kill us. No, go don't on. stop the house. No, my truck. No, he's gonna be like rocket punch. <laughs> no. Ah, uh, oh, we had to work in the Gona guy. So, I love Gona guy. I love saying the name Gona guy. Yes. So now, we, now officially we put in going to guy. So next you have Bob. So Bob is the Bob. He's gonna be the fool, the Bob. Yeah. How does he become a jester? He's a thief. He's probably gonna mug her or senses or yeah. do things when she's sleeping. Yeah. Seriously, like that's seriously that guy. I could picture like just going through her panty drawer and like sniffing them. You know, he's the kind of piece of shit that I wouldn't trust. 
in my fucking yard, let alone my my palace in my with all access to the to the fucking the the fucking castle. You, you know, know who I mean? he reminds me of? Who? Jubs. <laughs> a little bit, right? Just just say a fucking filth fact here. It's, it's not no. Jubs <laughs> is not a thief, but he has that kind of that, that just like the fucking bullshitter fucking. Hide when the going gets tough, kind of. And we wouldn't have been saying this if Jubs showed up, but no. He was just, he supposed to come by today? He was gonna supposed to come by for this, but he, he didn't even call, so yeah, sorry, Jubs. So you get trash-talked. We so, still love you, Jubs, but you got to show up for some of these. Come on, man. Defend your honor. Yes, come on, defend your honor. You were supposed to do Dragon Slayer. You didn't do Dragon Slayer. You were supposed to do Legend. You didn't do Legend. You were supposed to do something. Come on. Uh, so next you have Mako, who... We thought he already had a job. He's the chronicler of Conan, but no, he's now the advisor to the queen. Well, yeah, she she's like, oh, I need I need magic, I need wisdom, and he's like, I will teach you. And she goes, no, no. And she's like, later, later, teach me later. But the cool thing about this was that, like, as she was giving every, like, telling, inviting everybody to come to her side, like, they all turned around, and, like, were like, hey, Conan, is this cool? You know, this is a good paying job, bro. Like, you know, I'm in a cushy castle, you know, you're rolling, you stop to pray at a rock and people are trying to kill you, I'd rather be in the castle hanging out with a good, you know, good salary, you know? So then, like, everybody gets a promotion, and Conan's like, yeah, go ahead, I don't fucking care, I will go to loan, you do whatever you want. So then, finally, the last person left to be called up to the queen, she doesn't even have to call him up, Conan just goes up to her, he's all buffed out, he's got his little leather headpiece on, he's got a leather loincloth on, which is actually bulging out his freaking package, like seriously, it looks like he stuffed Wilt Chamberlain's basketball in his leather pouch, uh, so he comes up there in all his glory, and she's like, I will need a king and somebody to take my virginity, is it you or not? And he's like, I will go alone and find my own kingdom, and at this point I just like, smack myself in the head, I'm like, dude... She is good to go. She's underage. You go hit that and claim your right as a man. For God's sakes, this will be your kingdom. But no, he didn't want it. He, he's like, you know what? Fuck this. She gives him a little kiss. He's out. And that's it. And then you hear Mako saying his chronicler story, but Mako isn't his chronicler anymore. So how the fuck is he able to? Yeah. So, now... So, okay. So that was the whole movie in a nutshell. Yes. And, to be honest, and we're, we've officially go on the same length of time as we did with the first movie even with stuff we've had to edit out and besides the fact we've the review's been the same length as the original one the extra synopsis of the movie let's get into the things that were what we thought about the movie yeah I guess the technical aspects of the film the movie was shot same way looks just as good the backgrounds and the scenery are still really nice I mean they tried doing some magical mumbly jumbly in this one and it looks okay for the 80s, but now it looks atrocious, but that's just the time. There's nothing we really could do about that. Yeah, it looked... The special effects, I would say, were overall better from the first one in terms of what they wanted to accomplish and how they accomplished it. I'd say they definitely did a good job with it, with what they had. Limited technological capacity. Basil Pompadaris is back doing the music, and the music... The new theme is what I actually associate with Conan, because I don't really remember the original theme, but this theme... This is what I think of when I think of Conan, smashing up freaking axe and killing a bunch of people. And there was a lot of people he killed in this movie. 
He killed a lot of fucking people, and that was a plus in this movie. The acting overall, Arnold's was better. He actually acted. He didn't just, but he was a little more. I'd say he's a fucking cornball in this one, though. Yeah. Like he was just goofy <clears throat> all around, just a goofball. He had a lot of, like we said in the beginning, it was very slapstick. I mean, some scenes were funny, like the whole drunk scene, that was good. I liked that a lot. But, like, just overall, it was just like a warmer, friendlier Conan. And when I want my barbarians, I don't want them cracking jokes every five minutes. I want them slitting throats, you know what I mean? I mean, the humor did help in some aspects, and it made it a film which was a little enjoyable, but overall it is not as good as the original film. It's a pale comparison. It does follow sequelitis, where the sequel is... 9 out of 10 times worse than the original. I mean, you had some good characters in it. I mean, you had the princess was a good character. You had Bombada as the main adversary, even though you could say, oh, it's Queen Tamara. No, Bombada was the real adversary, and he did a good job. He was a good foil to Conan. And the princess wasn't was a very good eye candy. She was a good, quote-unquote, love interest, even though Valeria was there. And Mako, he's Mako. Yeah. You can't really say anything bad about nah, him. Nah, he's, he's just a nice Japanese kind of wizard-looking character. I think the weak links were Grace Jones and Bob. Grace Jones did not need to be there, and Bob served no fucking purpose. He never came in handy. He came in handy one time, and that was to get them from point A to point B in the castle. Mm-hmm. But anybody could have fucking did that. In, on ter- in terms of writing... They could have wrote anybody with that knowledge. They could have had the princess tell a story about a thief who escaped tunnels one time, like way earlier in the beginning, and then they went, oh shit, I remember the story the princess was telling, and they could have went back, and then that's how they could have got in. Didn't happen. No, they could have done that. Also, just, he was useless, and she was just, I, I understand, they want to get her in because they need to have more strong female character, they're trying to do that, and the princess wasn't. You didn't need another strong female character. Really. And I understand, maybe the reason why they had Bob instead of Subutai was because they didn't have the money to pay him, or he got greedy, or he got killed, who knows what happened. <laughs> the success in Conan the Barbarian went to his head, and he went on an all-night bender and died with three strippers and a pile of cocaine, But they could have done so much with, like we said, they could have had just Conan with Akiro there as his assistant. Not Bob, just Akiro as his assistant. And just throwing someone else in, or had a Kuro there, and then had Bob there. Okay, so I guess now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that's why they thought they should throw in Grace Jones as like a strong character. Number one, she was famous. Wilt is still is famous at this point. They're two pretty well-known, respected actors, so they're jumping on the Conan train, make a couple million dollars. However, they serve no purpose. Conan is a strong one. He's cracking jokes. Mako and Bob are weak links that are providing comedy relief. So they're like, oh, we need more stronger people. So let's get Wilt Stilt and Grace Jones, who's going to be a tough bitch. But they should have just kept it to a, a low amount of people, not like an ensemble kind of party cast, and just built strong relationships with just a couple of people. You know what I mean? No, and even if you kept Wilt Stilt because he was the adversary, he was the foil. He was, okay, I agree. He was cool. I, I actually liked him in this movie. But Grace Jones, there was no reason for her to be in this. There really wasn't. She just was there to make the princess realize she has to take the man that she wants. And that's... And it was actually bullshit the whole way that she came into the party in the first place because they're showing up to some bullshit town that served no purpose... Other than Grace Jones raided it with her fucking band of thieves. That was the only reason she was in the movie. they like, okay, we need to put her in this movie. Let's write a whole scene about it and throw her in. 
It's not like she was a prisoner in the wizard's palace, which would have been cooler. Like, it would have been cool if her whole raiding party, the whole reason there was extra boats at the wizard's castle in the beginning was because her raiding party went in there, she was the only survivor, and she was chained up in a mirrored prison or some shit. No, that didn't happen. She was just in a random village with random dickheads, and she randomly joined the party and gave us a crotch shot in the meantime. Yes, and also, I mean, okay... So she did technically kill the, the priest. You could have actually made Baba a much more interesting character if you had him do it somehow. Him use a, a dart or use a crossbow. Yeah, imagine we had like a blowgun or something. Like if a, he did that, that would have made him such a more compelling and interesting character. But no! Let's have him just standing there! He's a human meat stick. He doesn't even like take hits. He doesn't get in trouble. He doesn't have tricks up his sleeve. He he backstabs, like, four guys throughout the movie and then cracks jokes. He's the most useless character I've ever seen in a movie of this caliber. Bullshit. It sucks. I and hate, and I hate that. The thing is that when I played D&D, I, I love playing warlocks and I like playing thieves. And as he was a shitty, he was a really shitty thief. He wasn't even a level one. Like I said, I thought he was, like, a negative. Because he didn't do anything. The only thing he did is, oh, I, I, have to eat, I have to eat more of my jewels or I have to... I'll give him this. When he had something he wanted to do, he didn't give up. Except he kept going back to that fucking jewel in the wall to get it out. He's like, I want it out. He's like, Bob, come on. I have to get the jewel. Bob, they're coming. Okay, I got it. I'm coming, Conan. (laughs) Save me, Conan. No, this shit was so gay. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Granted, they kept him as a true thief in respects that he was greedy all the time. And he was always looking out for himself. Well, I wasn't defending him. I wasn't oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying. He, he was, like, bitching out. You know, oh, I'm not going back there. It's dangerous there. I'm, you know, he's looking at, he's saving his own neck, you know. He, didn't, he just, he was in it for the glory and the riches. He didn't care about anything else. Yeah, they picked the worst type of thief to use if it's, like, he's a thief. They could have gone with the con man thief. They could have gone with the charismatic thief. They could have gone with, but no, they go with a toady. Really? A toady? Come on! Yeah, he sucked Conan's dick from the very beginning, and he, there's no chemistry between the two. It's like, why are they rolling together? Conan might as well be by himself. Bob has no skills. He has no crazy magic weapons. He has no illusion spells. He's not a, a good talker by any means. He's trying to explain sex to the fucking princess, who's a virgin, and he just blows it, and she's like... She's contemplating becoming a lesbian because of his description of how a man and a woman get together. You know, it's just awful, dude. No, it, it, it's horrible. And he's not the weakest link of the movie, but he's a part you could talk about for a while. Yeah. Overall, this film is, like we said, weaker than the original. And we could go on about all the other things, but you know what? Fuck it. We're done. We're done with this review up to the point where we're getting to. So, for those you don't know, we have a five-point rating system, our lowest being protest outside of the local red box, so insert no one rents this work, rents a piece of shit, to our highest, which is really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch us now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell up, and your soul will be forfeit to crumb, where he'll force you to be Bob's bitch. <laughs> I was going to say, take it in the ass from, uh, what's his name's horn? Daigas <laughs> the horn. Digoth is a bitch compared to Krom. Krom will fucking rape Digoth because that is Krom. But what of my god? He's the wind. He keeps me warm when it's... Ah, Krom farts the wind. It doesn't even matter. You, your god is made up of Krom's fart gas. Oh, Subutai, why weren't you in this movie? I miss Subutai so bad. He was the coolest sidekick. He came in at the perfect fucking time. He was not a sidekick. Time. He was a partner. You're absolutely right. 
he was equal to Conan. Conan never judged him, and he was there till the very fucking end, fighting Conan's battle. And they were true friends. You could tell they were true friends. Bob is a bitch. He has no loyalty, and he's just. How many times? Sorry to go back. I know we're supposed to give our ratings, but how many times did Bob bitch out, dude? Conan's like, let this go. We must fucking kill this motherfucker who fucked me over. Bob's like, I'm not going. I'm gonna stay here. <laughs> You think Subutai would have done that? No, actually, you know what Subutai would have done? Conan would have been like, Subutai, you do not have to go. I know I know. I met you after I banged the witch and you were there tied up to the wolves, but you are pretty fucking cool, man. Uh, you don't have to go. This is my battle. No, Conan. I'm going to give a speech now about how bros stick together to the very end and how you're my man and that how we kick ass together and I will go with you to the ends of the earth otherwise I'd be with some other bitch Probably named Bob. <laughs> uh, Seriously. So I miss you, Subutai. We all miss you, Subutai. So, well, so without really, saying... Saying them all, saying them all. Okay, so final review. I'm going to have to go with this. It gets points because it's a Conan movie, obviously. Because Arnold is in it, and Arnold is fucking Arnold. He has the physique, he's got the sword, and he's got awesome moves with the sword. They added more characters, but the characters were shit. The locations were awesome. What they did, the technical stuff was a little bit better. The story was a lot weaker. Leave it on in the background while you're watching porn. That's basically it. This was a great concept that they turned into a D&D fetch quest. I mean, come on. I understand. You want to do the party thing. You want to do it. But it could have been executed so much better. And... Even though it is the weaker of the two movies, it still had a lot of good points to it. It had a great soundtrack, had some great fight sequences in it. Even though it's PG instead of an R, which is something we didn't even bring up, which was without saying, that also took it down because it should have been an R rating, so we had more blood, more sex, more boobs, more everything. But, of course, since there's a virgin there, but it gets points because you had a lot of good minor actors in it. You had Sarah Douglas. You had Olivia De- Deo, whatever the fuck, however the fuck you pronounce her last name, because she was hot. She was awesome. She's up there with Helen Mirren in my uh, my uh, top women. Yep. <laughs> and we have also characters like fucking Bob and Grace Jones, who just brought the movie down. And the st- plots in the movies and a lot of little things brought it down even further. For that reason, I'm going to have to give it a worth watching on DVD or in a movie theater once, because it's a alright movie. It's a good fantasy film, and it's a nice way to round out our month of sword sorcery and shirtless sweaty guys. Because, well, Crom willed us to do this one. Crom forced us with under <laughs> under auspicions of rape. Yes, but it was a good movie, and it's a nice fantasy film. There aren't too many of them out there, and it was pretty good, and there were some nice little things they did in the scenery, which made me bump up the rating. For example, one thing that in the book series explains is that this takes place way before BC, way before the birth of Jesus Christ. Like this is before where the right after when the dinosaurs disappeared. So that two thousand years before that, yeah. and you see points of that, like they're walking in the desert and you see a dead mastodon. That was pretty cool. I must admit, and it was actually reminiscent of the freaking Cryat dragon from Tatooine when C three PO and R two are walking through the desert. That's what it made me made me think of. It, it was pretty. It was a nice little subtle touch, and it was obviously a nice piece of special effect. You know, like a nice model that they built. It was a practical it was effect, awesome. and there were some really nice scenes with that. I mean, for every scene, like when they're climbing the tower and it looks like they just stuck a TV into the model so you can see the TV of them walking, 
you had a very intricate room with mirrors or a very intricate hall where you had a throne room which has a giant statue in it. No, like the whole the dragon mouth with the flames and shit. That was a nice set. It was a cool set. They had jewels all over the ceiling, like hieroglyphs. And it was like there were a lot of nice little touches. But overall, I mean... It's just... it's Everything... Ex- just the plot was what ruined it. It was the script ruined it. Everything yeah. else could have worked very well. But Even peasants. I mean, you could tell that this movie had a pretty decent budget. They put more money into it because obviously the first one was a success. So the costumes were better. The extras, they all had decent costumes. And, you know, it wasn't that bad. And it was produced for $18 million. That's how much this movie cost, which is a nice little pretty penny. We'll say $1 million for Conan and the, for Arnold Schwarzenegger and the rest was on budget. Yeah. Whatever. Up. Opening weekend, it was $6 million. Now that could be, some people say, oh, that's a flop. But for that time, 84, that's a pretty good opening. That's a it soft, was, it's a soft opening. It was July weekend, though. That's pretty soft, dude. That's It was a blockbuster by no means. Uh, let's just put it that way. Yeah, because overall, by the 5th of August, which is a month later, it made $25 million. That's a hit. Alright, so yeah, it made its budget back, yes. It Did it fucking double its money? No. So it wasn't a fucking. No, it did though. No, uh, it wasn't 18, a blockbuster. 18, 18, 18 times two is thirty-two. Yeah, it, it did not. I mean, it was you know, it was it did all right. We'll say it did all right. It made some people money. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure it's lived on. You know, the DVDs have been sold. They're making a reboot of the series, um, which we won't even get into at this point. We'll talk when we see the trailer. Yeah, we'll have to see what the production stuff looks like, but it's not that promising. No, we never know. We'll see what happens with it. But the movie is... It's Conan. It's If you have a chance to get the first Conan, most of them now just sell it in the single. It's a double pack. It's literally a disc with two sides on it. You can actually probably get it for like five bucks at Walmart. Yeah. If you have... If you live in America, you know, definitely... You can... Deepdiscount.com. You just look online, you'll find it for insanely cheap. Yeah, definitely buy it. You've got to buy the two-pack. I mean, I have the two-pack. Obviously, that's the, really the only reason I have Destroyer. Although I do have fond memories of when I was a child. If you live in the New York tri-state area, you know Channel 11 WPIX. Yep. They used to play this movie constantly. So that was my first foray into Conan. When I was like... Everyone's first foray into Oh, Conan. dude, when I was like fucking nine, ten years old, this was the shit. As I've grown older, though, it just hasn't held up in my memory. Yes, it's a worth watching if you want to watch one you watch both yeah. still is it the superior film no is it a good sequel meh it's debatable but it continues in the same vein but it, it's not a good standalone movie like if you didn't if you never saw the first one you might think that Conan is a fucking faggot ass bitch who likes to crack jokes and kill stuff and it's he hangs out with the biggest losers in the fucking country you might actually be tainted if you see this one first so yes you definitely gotta see barbarian barbarian's awesome just go go with that yes now using the power of the digitizer from the recloninator we're now gonna get cal's review of conan the destroyer so here it is okay so it's cal giving uh my conan the destroyer review anyway so what do I think of this movie? Well, this movie was not good. I enjoyed the first Conan movie a lot more than this one. I had problems with this movie. I couldn't really get behind the supporting cast as much as I got behind the supporting cast of the first movie, despite the fact that I'd very much like to get behind the princess in this movie because she was super hot and despite being under 
age and making me feel like a dirty old man. But that's besides the point. The movie, it felt like it just, you know, the quest they were on, I, I never felt like there was enough conflict. Basically, Conan was tasked with bringing the princess to one place, getting something, and then bringing her back and fighting something. So it, it wasn't really as emotionally investing, I guess is the best way to say it, as the first one where his family was killed and he's going against the snake lord or whoever James Earl Jones was in the first movie. His sidekick in this movie was god-awful. We Nobody could stand him as we were watching him. Overall, I think the, the quality took a severe dip between this and the, uh, between the first one and this one. I even actually dozed off watching this, if I remember correctly, uh, only for a minute or two, but still, it couldn't keep my interest. The villain that he fights at the, at the very end of the movie, uh, Andre the Giant in a big fucking plastic suit, yeah, I guess that was interesting, but, you know, ultimately... I just, I just didn't really care. I mean, he goes and gets this horn thing. They connect the horn thing to the statue, and then all of a sudden it turns into this crazy demonic god creature. I guess I don't know what it would have looked like if they'd actually sacrificed the princess or not, but I don't know. When he fights the the wizard in the temple in that weird mirror room, that was also kind of cheesy. The effects just, just weren't there for me. I know it's the, the movie's old, but I don't know. didn't really like that part. The fight scene in the beginning of the movie was probably my favorite part. You know, it was just Conan destroying people, pun intended. You know, that's fun to see, even though his sidekick is, is pretty much useless throughout the whole fight, except for backstabbing somebody. I don't really remember much much else. He hits a horse on the head, knocks it down, and punches the same camel, presumably, again, which that was kind of a funny thing. Oh, the movie was, this movie was a lot more slapstick than the first one was. That's that's one of the observations I made. I'm not sure if Deke and Van mentioned this in, in their review. I haven't heard that part yet. But yeah, it seemed a lot more slapstick. I don't know. I just I don't think the movie needed it. And I think that's a problem with a lot of action movies that are current today. Trying to inject comedy where it's not needed. I'm looking directly at the Transformers franchise because I think those movies are god-awful. I'd actually rather watch Conan the Destroyer again than Transformers 2 again. So, so I guess that's it. That's my review of Conan the Destroyer. I can't wait to hear how the episode turned out with Zan and Deke hopefully bashing this movie because it deserved it. So that's it. Um, oh, a rating. Uh, what would I rate this movie? I'd probably rate this a number two if you saw the first one and liked it and just for to be a completionist, you figure you have to watch the second one. If you have not seen the first one, do not watch this movie. Go watch the first movie. And if you liked it enough, maybe you check this one out just for the hell of it and you got nothing else to do. If you thought the first Conan movie was just so-so, don't even bother with this movie. Just skip it. I can't even say that I'm looking forward to the Conan reboot because I don't think you need to reboot Conan, but that's just my opinion. Three Night Guys... Kyle will be back once our colonator has finished recloning him, and, well, we should get back to the review. So here it is. Now, out of the four movies we've done for the month of Sword, Sorcery, and Sweat, yes. this guy's cuz, the month is over. Which ah. means old rules are back, which we'll get into in a moment. Which had the best fight sequence? From Dragon Slayer, Excalibur, Legend, and Conan. Who had the best fight? Alright, I'm going to have to go... Alright, Fuck it, I'm going to go with Excalibur because, number one, they had the most blood. Number two, they had the best armor. Mm-hmm. And number three, fucking Mordred versus Arthur at the end. 
getting, you know, impaling each other. That was, that was the most one of the most badass things on in cinema, hands down. I'm going to make it a little bit harder because on the one hand, you have if you're talking a siege battle, I'll give it to Excalibur. Okay. Single combat though, I am actually going to go with It's tough because you had the fight in Dragon Slayer between the Captain of the Guards and Galen, where it was a sword versus a lance. A fight, fight you usually don't see. That's true. And you had that, which was a nice fight. But, I think I'm going to go actually with Conan for Conan versus... Before is round two. Yes. <laughs> who is this I see? Is that Conan? Hello, Conan. I'm back. <laughs> I got a sword now, Conan. <laughs> I'm all better now. Oh, oh, not again, Conan. We were supposed to be friends. Yes, friends. Him with his snake cult head. Ah, boy, oh boy, oh boy. So this has been a pretty fun month. Yes, this is, and we actually have our. If you've gone to the forum, we had our list for the next month. The next theme month, which is actually not March. We're going to skip a month. So okay, skip April, month. we're going to have our next theme month. And it's a month that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's going to be really cool. Put on the and turn on the baby. Yes. It's month. No, seriously. No, 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 no. It's a month, which is going to be a lot of fun. We have a very special guest host to do our openings. He will be showing up in a bit because right now he's doing his his TV show. It's on channel what is it ninety seven? <laughs> yeah, but it's only on the it's in between two and two fifteen in the morning. Yes, public access. Gotta <laughs> love him. He is the man. It's himself. a cool call in show though. I've I've called in quite a few times and had a couple of answers. I, I don't know if they're the best uh, bits of advice I've ever received, but entertaining nonetheless. Yes, it is. And we could bring him up some of his earlier episodes. We could, but. We'll talk about him later, and we'll bring up that in, like, two episodes we'll reveal the month. It's going to be a fun month. I think we should. It's an awesome month. Awesome month. It's going to be an awesome. we got some nice... And actually, because it's a special month, and since there's five weekends, guess what that means? Was five it? episodes. <gasps> what? There's a lot of good movies to cover in those epi- in those weeks, too. And the Dodecahedron is going to be jam-packed full of them. Oh, yes. So either way, it's that part you've all been waiting for. What are we talking about? We're talking about... The one, the only, the dodecahedron of movies. Alright, so without any further interruptions. Yes, so the dodecahedron is a 12-sided object, and what we're doing is we have selected nine movies to put on the dodecahedron, and we're going to roll in whatever number it lands on. That's what we're reviewing in the next episode. Yay! You're probably wondering, wait, he said nine not 12. No, that's right. The next month we're going to take a break from uh, having a special theme, so we're just going to go back to business as usual. A bunch of random movies that are on our master list, and uh, we picked them at random, of course, and we're going to do it. And also we have three spots. 10, 11, and 12. Now, 10 is, if it rolls, it is co-host choice, so Deke would choose. <laughs> if it's on number 11, it's roll again. And if it's number 12, it is host choice myself. And this is really hard, because this is a really good list. <laughs> so, we may just actually skip over, but we'll see what happens. So, let's see. You want me to roll? Yes, oh, you I, roll. I have all the power. 
the kid. power of Grey Skull. <laughs> no wait, wrong series. You should have put that movie on. <laughs> that movie is awful, and I would love to tear it to shreds. All right, here we go. Number five. Number five. Oh, a movie with. Well, not Tim Curry, but Richard O'Brien in it. And, and Kiefer Sutherland. And, surprisingly, the jerk who plays a villain in every other movie. This is the only movie where he's the protagonist. Wait, who is? Which movie are you talking uh, about? Reef, Reefer, whatever his name oh, is. Oh, Kiefer Sutherland. No, not Kiefer Sutherland. Um, uh, he was in The Knight's Tale. He played the prince. He was in the... He always plays a villain, no matter what he does. He's always a jerk villain. Take your word for it. We'll remember his name in the next episode. <laughs> but either way, we are going to be reviewing in episode 33 of the Spark and Movie Review, Dark City. A very interesting character study. Well, not... Almost like a sci-fi or film noir kind of film. Yeah, it's a, it's a very well done film noir film. It's pretty intricate with the different sounds. And it's similar to Uzumaki a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, freaky spot. Yeah, some freaky crazy stuff going on Imagine there. if he was in the fucking... In the top. <laughs> I'm so happy! <laughs> yes! It's so weird here. Uh, to hear Deke's Uzumaki review, listen to episode 117 of the Spark in Manga Review. Yes, pretty, it's a pretty fun review. That was a great review. Very trippy, too. <laughs> Very, what the fuck? But you didn't talk about the Jack in the Box. It, oh, didn't we? We didn't? You didn't talk about the uh, Jack in the Box. Sure, we covered a lot of ground, That was though. the best part of the manga you said was the Jack in the Box. I guess it was. You know what? I, well, there's really no way to go. I like that. you. I'm in the, I'm going to die now. And then when you open up my coffin <laughs> to see if I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. That that was the weirdest part about that was that they actually dug up a kid's <laughs> fucking coffin. It's like, yeah, I know a lot of shit's going on in your town. And people are fucking dying and it's a lot of weird stuff. But don't dig up anybody's grave, please. And the fact that he turned into a human Jack in the Box. Well, the uh, movie we actually have on the list. I would, I'm down for that movie. I have to see the movie. What they did with it. Ah, uh, the ending is terrible. Is it? It's actually not an improvement on the book. Really? Uh, I, I watched it and I was like, this is not an improvement. That sucks. And they got rid of the mosquitoes, which I don't know if that's a, to its detriment or if it's to its benefit. It's probably pretty hard to pull off the mosquito blood-drinking babies. <laughs> yes. That's a little weird. And because some of you are like wondering, oh, this is another sci-fi. You wanted to have sci-fi movies. Actually, no. This was the quote-unquote dark horse of the list. I mean, listen to what we had on here. We had Better Off Dead, My Blue Heaven... Renaissance Man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie from 1986. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this was the only really depressing movie on the list. <laughs> yeah, what else do we have? The Wraith. Uh... Well, that's a that's a that's a dark sci-fi movie too, but that kind of okay. We've yeah, but it had Charlie Sheen in it, so it was it's current, it it's had, relevant. We it could had, go it, on a tirade about him. It had Randy Quaid, who's still <laughs> trying to get. Out of jail by saying I'm a Canadian citizen. He's in, Wait, the, he's in jail. Uh, there's one after his arrest, and they're trying to extradite him. They extradited his wife, but they didn't extradite him. What? I didn't know about this. Yeah, Randy Quaid. What happened was that he's wanted for back taxes. He, him and his oh. wife, tried to go to Canada to become citizens, and his paperwork went through. Hers didn't, so she uh, ends up in jail. She's, she's in jail in America. She's, yes, she's trying. She's now trying to get him in jail because he kind of went fuck you. <sighs> All right. Well, you know what? Let this be a lesson, kids. Um, it's that time of year. Pay your fucking taxes, or you get ass raped in prison next to Randy Quaid. 
Independence Day. Hey, fellas, I'm back. <laughs> really, buddy. Remember, you can check us out at You know all the show links. Read the notes I take so long to write because they're actually pretty funny and interesting. Remember to do the random question of the episode, which has nothing to do with anything. You could just answer it for the hell of it. Write it actually on the comment section. Say, answer it. Like, there's some pretty funny ones. Like, we asked about aglets. We asked about if you can name the ten forms of the Ten Commandments sword from Rave Master. We asked you if you knew... I know what this question is going to be. Question of the month this month. How many times did we mention rape in this episode? <laughs> and if you count, you need to let us know. Because I lost count. Yes, we have. So, <laughs> without further ado. And I just want to say, if you guys have made it this far, like, you've listened to us fucking through our craziness, and you had a couple of good laughs, and you made it this far in the podcast. And you, you haven't died of liquor poisoning from the <laughs> you, drinking game. <laughs> You haven't committed some sort of horrible crime against humanity yet? Uh, by all means, let us know how you feel. We love your feedback. It gives us a boost of confidence like no other. And we just all around like to know that we have people that listen to us and cling on our every word. And also, it gives us when we're feeling low and when there's those moments when we feel like actually giving up on this podcast, we'll get an email. And we it shows how much you guys like us. So let us know so we don't give up yet. Plus, we have a forgotten segment, the uh, Spyrokin email review, which we haven't had in a little bit because there's been a lack of feedback in the mailbag. It's been two months. <laughs> we wanna, we want your feedback. We need your, we need you, we need you because without you, we have nothing. We have ourselves talking to microphones, creepy old men talking about stuff we like to do to people. <laughs> We're not old, not yet. Well, I didn't say old, did I? Yeah, you did. We're creepy men. <laughs> creepy, strapping, no. handsome young men. <laughs> nah, we're not creepy yet. We're not, like... Uh, Master Gaylord Bates. Sissy pants. Of the Refrigerator Clements X. <laughs> uh, Everybody that listens to the to the uh, movie review listens to the manga review, too, right? We can assume. If you haven't, you, ha- so. you have to listen to that episode, episode 118. That's for- oh, it's hilarious. It's, it's, a, it's fucking great. It's a great episode, and it will make you fist-pumping. And eventually we will do the Going to Guy movies. We will do the actual Bazinger Z movie. Who knows? Who knows? But, either way. So, without further ado... This is your co-host, Deke. I suppose nothing hurts you. Only pain. Said this is Cal. My favorite line in the movie was probably when Ursa told him to look into his deepest heart, because that line makes absolutely no sense. Because he only has one heart, and by default, it is his deepest one. Signing off, Neil before Zod. <laughs> Either way, this is your host Zan. My favorite quote is, "Into the boat, into the tunnel." And go in the crypt. And get in my pants. Yes. (laughs) Catch you guys next time for another fun-filled episode of the SPAC and movie review. Come on! Catch you guys.
Give us the girl or we'll take her. Enough talk. You're pretty fucking scary. Yeah, Randy Quaid's a weird looking dude. And his brothers with Dennis Quaid. I what know. the fuck Dennis happened? Quaid got the good genes. You know what? Actually, Randy Quaid, I have a sore spot for it. People actually said that I looked like Randy Quaid. No. I don't look like Randy Quaid, do I? No. You Thanks. don't look at all like Randy Quaid. Thanks, Dan. A- uh, Ash was teasing me about that, and she said I did. Isn't her dad a freaking works in movies? <laughs> no. Or he's, she's related to someone who works in movies. He said Tank Girl did the music or something. I don't know. You're... I don't even remember. This is... As usual, we should just... Did we pimp out the website already? No. Well, we kind of... I don't know. This... We've been talking forever, dude. It's almost... This is a two-fucking-hour We've been hanging out for, like, literally six hours now. Uh, (laughs) Five hours. Either way, so... I feel like making an effigy of going to guy. (laughs) Oh, you should have heard the Fight Bait episode. We actually talked about he is... Well, he actually made a statement that he is God. It's a 20-minute thing about how he was God, and you're like... Really? And he actually had, like, he did a month of going to guy, and it's literally just like, you're like, what the fuck were you on, John Paul, really? I'm just picturing, like, oh, John Paul said he was guy, a god? I was picturing that going to guy claiming to be god. No, no, no he's... In, like, a, a, a like, a Anmar Gaddafi rant. Like, just, like, oh, yo, oh, yo, I am god hoo-ha! And no, then just no, goes just crazy. John Paul is like, here's my evidence that going to guy is god. And I'm like... <laughs> Really, besides the fact that I have my whole religious thing, I am. Uh, we've talked about that in other episodes, but it's just like. He actually like was saying like, and the reason why is because of this and this, and he has his whole Bible, and he has his like. Actually, some points make, but you're crazy, and he's like, but still, we have to do more Mazinger. I'm like, okay, do fucking Mazinger. Did a freaking Yoshiaki Kawajiri month when he did the month. Now that was fun. Damn. I would say we should do Yoshiaki Kawajiri, but I don't want to do tentacle rape. Yeah, that's on my that's on my list of stuff uh, I can't cover. Yeah, I mean, I can talk about you know, I talk about plenty of other stuff. The tentacle rape. Well, it's not really tentacle. It's only like it's well, the only one. Some, that there's a lot of people into that though, like just seeing a girl get wrapped up and then like things invading all of her holes. I mean. I know some people like that probably are into that <coughs> Big Rick, but you know, like uh, uh, I can't imagine normal people being into that. I think we're just killing time now to hit one two hours. <laughs> I think so. we got ten minutes to go, <laughs> and then we've reached our goal. <laughs> where's, where's Where's the Great Gatsby? Let's just start reading the Great Gatsby. We gotta do. Hold on, wait. Let's just fucking talk about shit. We could always do that as our stinger. Otherwise, what would be a stinger for this Fuck this. I think that this isn't going to be a stinger. I think this is the stinger before the end credits. Fuck it. Really? Now, you're probably wondering, Zan, aren't you going to edit this episode? No. I think I'm just going to take out the basic things, and then the rest of this is going to fucking let it roll, because honestly... No, they will think we're fucking sick. (laughs) Zan is a master of editing. I will go on record to say that, regardless of whether this gets on the cutting room floor... Or if it ends up in the hands of some strapping young woman on the casting couch, uh, Zan is a master at editing, and he makes me sound like a fucking, like a pro, and not just a a driveling douchebag. Because most of the time, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but... Hey, I at least try, but that's the worst thing about this. I don't know how half you people can do this without having, it's like, oh, it's a mixer. Bullshit, it's a mixer. There has to be something else you do. I mean, I know some podcasts hire someone to do it, and 
really, I'm really debating about that, but I know they would take out some of the comic gold. Yeah, no, your flow goes good. Yeah, but it's just, it takes me, like, for an hour podcast, it takes me fucking five hours. I'm sure, yeah, I mean, that's, a, you know, unfortunately that's, you know what, though, you know what would, what would boost your esteem? Emails! Feedback, please, people, let us know, let Zan know that all the countless hours that He's neglecting his real-life duties to provide you with incredible entertainment. Paying rent. <laughs> and work. And Watching my godson, who now officially has figured out how to turn... He can open doors now. So I'm recording something, and then... Ta-da! There's Nikki, and I'm like... You're not supposed to be here! Get like, back in the cage! I have to freaking pause and be like, okay, Nikki. And also, I corrupted him. Why? What does he do? He has learned to shake his head no when we watch Muppets. <laughs> he watches the Muppets and they say, no, we don't, no, we don't. He shakes his head no, or he watches the Menomina. When they shake their heads at, at uh, Menomina, oh, they, he shakes it too. He's freaking adorable. He's, he has a couple of words. I know I'm ranting about my nephew, and we've heard when he was first born, you know he's freaking, essentially, he's like my son. It's scary. It's like... Uh, I like when you showed me the family crib. It's like, okay, now, Zorro, when he was a child... He used to gnaw on this corner of the crib. When Zan was a little baby, he gnawed on this corner. And he's like, then Zan's like, oh, Deke, what do you notice about this corner? I was like, whoa, that's Nikki's teeth marks. What's going on here? Yes, now, officially, you know, yes, Zoro is my older brother. And we will get to him in a moment, actually. He's probably be like, no, it's not true. Next time he's on, he's like, no, you can't know. You're not supposed to know. Well, fucking too late. I mean, I already revealed my identity in episode four. Something or other. <laughs> Somebody like, what episode? What I episode? Gotta go I gotta go back. I need to know. Yeah, you're gonna have to look for it, man. I'm not telling you what episode on it is. If it's a stinger, if it's in the point three second mark on the episode. Well, if people, if people like get weary, or I should say, if people grow wise and did their research and really wanted to find out more about us in real life, they could easily Facebook friend the Spirekin group, the movie and the manga and then by listening to past episodes I can figure out who we are based on the friends list I am on Facebook and so is Zan and do your homework well, actually I have like six accounts and each one has a different <laughs> identity so it's like which one is me try figuring it out good luck if you can figure it out and you can add me an email something saying yes I found you from the manga review I will add you as yeah, a friend Facebook friend me with the message Spirekin and I will accept your friend request and I got a lot of cool pictures and Craziness, and you can get a little a lot of concert pictures. Yes, if you want to stalk me in real life, if you think that I'm I'm an awesome dude, and I have a sexy voice, and you like my funny jokes, you can always add me on Facebook. But only if you in- include the word Spirekin in the uh, the friend request. Also, Cal is also on there. If you could find him, his identity. Is I think he'd be the hardest to figure out. Nah, you don't think so? He's not that hard. He's He's, he's not that hard. It's, it's All you gotta do is look for his Superman obsession and he's like, ding! <laughs> like, sparking friends. Superman! <laughs> Bloop. There you are, Cal. <clears throat> it's the ones who are hard are Bell and Hope. Bell, Hope, and Baz, because Baz has nothing. He's Yeah, Baz is a mystery man. In fact, he's only he's only been on a few episodes, right? He's been only on a few because he keeps, he keeps his identity secret. He does want to do that freaking WrestleMania episode. He's like, I want to do it right afterwards. I'm like... He's really into WrestleMania? I guess, yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember, it's a funny thing about Baz is that, uh, I remember, you know, their original apartment, like, years and years ago. Remember all the That's toys like, that, that they had? That was apartment number three, actually. I was mean, it? His first apartment was on top of a freaking, it was in Milltown. 
Oh, okay. It's, you know, the sh- if you go on down, like you go on past Carmines, those houses. Yeah, you yeah, lived yeah. On the second floor of one of them. That was a nice apartment, but then they moved to to PJ, and PJ was. Yeah, that was that was a drive to get out there. But but now his new place. That's the one thing I don't like. It's fucking. It's it's. Uh, it's a town past Newburgh. Oh, uh, I know. What, what fucking t- county is that? Uh, that's. I think it's technically Ulster. Yeah. Or it's, it's te- not. Is it across the river? No, or is but it it's, like it's, it's not across the river, but it's, it's in north. That, it's yeah, it's north. It's an African area. It's north. like Cronomer Valley or way way under or some shit yeah, like it's that. It's like that area. It's, if you go on fucking towards Newburgh's area, and you're like, really, man? Because here, like, it's every time I go there, it's like I can get there, and it's like fucking. 35 minutes getting back it's two hours because I don't know where the fuck I am like <laughs> like GPS says that there's a road here it's a fucking dead end of like okay where's the monster it's a dirt gonna kill trail. me <laughs> yeah. there's a fucking beast waiting to swallow my entire car uh, Bob's sitting there going eating jewels going <laughs> welcome to my my porch <laughs> <laughs> then suddenly Conan shows up and just throws him into a fire. <laughs> Bob, you are a bitch. Let me throw you in the fire. Ah. Uh, thank you, Conan. No problem, Zan. I would do anything for you, man. But unfortunately, there's no more episodes for you. Ah, uh, what? That, that is the end? Unless we do the TV series or you wait for the 2011 movie coming out starring some guy. Nah. What? No. No. It can't be. What is Conan without the Arnold? Without this voice, who can rule Iberia? But you can come back in the month of Arnold. You goddamn right I better be. And you better review Twins, too. And possibly Kindergarten Cop. Those are my two favorite films. Well, if the dodecahedron decrees it, we so. (laughs) Okay, thank you, Zan. Now I must go back to butt-raping Chango. Chango, get over here! I fight you now with my battle axe. No, put the sock back in. I liked it better when you didn't talk. <laughs> they hear freaking ching, ching. <laughs> I thought that, that, well, anyway, doesn't matter. The triangle was his champion, but. Yeah, it changes. It changes from. One to the other. One to the other. So, what else we could talk what about? What else can for we talk about? Two yes. Um, besides that, there's also. Um, Fucking spent, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, my brain is hurting. And the worst thing is, I gotta freaking pop these up before the end of the month because this is supposed to be done. The end of the month is in twenty. Was it it's in thirty-two hours? No, no, forty-eight hours. It's the end of the month. Wait, are you really not gonna edit any of this episode? Probably not. No, Zan, you must edit. You know I'll episode. edit and put in you music. Have to. You know I will. I don't even know if we should even bother with this part. <laughs> I think we're just doing it just to say we made it to two hours. <laughs> I think that's what it's a it personal is. best. It's like even after this is like all recorded, you could just like cut this out and then delete it, and I wouldn't feel bad because we did technically record for two hours. You know, I'm gonna probably put this in as a as a as a stinger. You know, even if you cut even if you cut most of this out, I would say save this and as a can you do that like cut a bit out and then save it as something else like the bit only. Oh yeah, no, yeah, oh, right. no, I'm probably gonna just keep the friggin' raw. Fuck it, I don't know. We, we will see, we will see. Who knows? Uh, keep that Conan part, though. That was oh, oh yeah, no, you don't really keep that part. You're probably... They're talking about the stuff behind the scenes. Yes. Never mind that man behind the curtain. He's pulling levers and pushing smoke buttons and fires coming out of that wizard's face. Someone said we should do that movie, but I don't want to touch that. Really? 
I don't want to sully that movie. I don't see why not. It's one of the most celebrated films of it all is, time. It is, but it's, it's, what are we going to say? It's like Citizen Kane. It's one of three movies where we can't touch it. It's literally, what are we going to say that hasn't been said? Yeah, why would anybody even listen to our review on The Wizard of Oz? It's Unless we have like some seriously hardcore gay fans that cannot get enough of Wizard of Oz stuff, they would listen to it and be like, oh my god. Wizard of fucking Oz. It's either that or it's the L. Frank Baum fans, because that's the only thing I can really talk about. Really, it's, it's, do they still have? Wasn't uh, do they? Didn't they have a a, a graphic novel series of uh, of Oz and shit like that? No, they're up to the third. They're up to the fifth book now. They're up to Ozma. Really? Yeah, it's sad. That, and you're probably ta-da! We did it. Two hours. Yay! Bah, 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 bah. But, yes, but there are several books. It's they've done five. They're up to the Ozma of Oz. Next is Tin Man. Yes, I've read the fucking books. I'm a bibliophile. Remember, I did a manga pod. I do a manga podcast. I like <laughs> books. I have other stuff besides that. Besides the Silmarillion and Tolkien and Narnia, I have other books too. Even though I've read the original, it's Only Human, which is the worst fucking book I've ever read because it's literally a, a '30s interpretation of superpowers. It's like the main character. I'm telekinetic and I'm a da da da, and you're like. Okay, you're mentally retarded, telekinetic, and then there's a baby who's a super baby who's a retard. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, yeah. I've been trying to get rid of that book for years. I put it on my on my Amazon selling book. No one wants it. I'm like, what am I going to do with this book? I can't even get rid of it at Barnes & Noble's when you go to the, the book annex it's to sell really it. It's really that bad? It's like, is it hard to follow, or is it just the premise is so stupid? It's a, it's a meta-human book. Okay, it's yeah, a, I It's get a that. 50s meta-human book. It, it was written in the 50s? Ah, uh, it's, it's it's I hate the book. I don't like it, but it's I own it. I yeah. bought it because I bought a bunch of books because I wanted to read a bunch of meta human books. One book I read was this one which is called which has a it's a black girl who's part of a team they're hunting down meta humans in like an alternate reality because the meta humans caused a big incident. Not bad, but right, anyway. And this is your host Alexander. <laughs> no wait. No, I'll keep it. Uh, yep. Yes, as you can get Xander, short for Alexander. And Excelsior. No, seriously, what's a good last line? Uh, Live long and prosper.
If you made it this far, hope you enjoy the stinger. Have a good evening, and we'll catch you next episode of Sparkin' Movie Review. Later, guys. Bye. Bye. Uh, au revoir, Pee-wee. Au revoir.